Ryan Holtz is a social media and creative marketing agency owner, husband, father, DJ, global citizen, keynote speaker, and is proud to bring you the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Ryan Holtz Show podcast. Hey, this one is sponsored by Heartbeat Hot Sauce. I am so excited. Uh, I got Al sitting here, and I'll introduce him. You guys are familiar with Al already, but Heartbeat is it, we partner with Heartbeat Hot Sauce. They are going to be one of our title sponsors for the show, which just basically means that every episode that we do, I'm going to mention them. It's very, very cool. I, I know we have a lot of hot sauce lovers who listen to the show. If you're listening to the show right now, you can go to heartbeathotsauce.com, pick up some of the sauces, type in Team Holtz, and it gives you 20% off of the sauces. So I think that's absolutely incredible. Uh, Al and I are, uh, if you're listening to this, you can't see that we're about to eat some wings and we have hot sauce here. But if you are watching this, because it's going to be on YouTube, you're going to see all kinds of... Uh, debauchery and, and funniness happen. Uh, Al doesn't know this, but I ate some of the Piri Piri flavor yesterday, and I think I went over, I overdid it. Uh, I've been in the washroom a little bit because of my own dumbness. Uh, I had these little chicken things, and I, I I just, I started eating the Piri Piri like it was like ketchup or something, and I don't want to get into too much details, but you you know what, you know what can really happen instead of that, so, so Al... Uh, welcome back to the show, my friend. How are you? How's everything been in your world? You guys have been everywhere. Dustin Poye, the UFC, um, the, the Louisiana hot sauce. Like you, you guys have been busy and up to a lot of stuff. So please tell us what's up, man. Yeah, man, things are good. I'm, uh, first of all, thanks for having me back. I'm stoked to be doing this again. Um, things are great. Honestly, there's, uh, there's all kinds of weird stuff going on in the world, but we're, we're making the best of it and we're just charging ahead with whatever we can do that's uh, that's positive so lots of fun projects on the go we got some uh you know not not necessarily new partnerships at this point but things that are just constantly moving forward and evolving like like the Poirier's hot sauce and uh just yeah keeping uh we're we're keeping busy we're we're always trying to hustle and, and find something new to grind on and uh you know right now is no different <laughs> well how the heck is this happening i mean is this uh you know, you guys are, I know you guys are working with, you're doing some, some brewery stuff. You, you know, you, you guys launched some merch. You, you got the dust and stuff, which is giving you, I mean, tons of press. I mean, it's basically yeah. kind of where you guys haven't been. How, like, has this, has this been a, a just a, a reward of hard work over the last little while? Has this been a, a little bit of luck? Has it just been, okay, you know, a lot of these dots are starting to connect. Like a lot of businesses right now, they're not doing good, you know, because of the pandemic and, of course. Uh, I don't know what's happening out in Ontario right now, but here in Alberta, we just got basically pushed back to phase one, which means that restaurants, you can't do any dining. So you're going to have yeah. to do the curbside and all that. Restaurant owners just finished spending a whack load of money to basically outfit their, their restaurants with the glass to make sure people yeah. are safe. And now I've basically been told, yeah, yeah, we're going to have to go back to the original thing. So people are yeah, clearly uh... you know, a little upset, right? Of course. Yeah, it's bad, man. We're under full stay-at-home order again here right now. Um, the only reason I'm, I'm at work right now is because we are considered an essential business being a food producer. Um, and we've been encouraged heavily by the government uh, and by all of our, our uh, you know, big retail partners like grocery stores and whatnot that, you know, uh, they're essentially relying on on the nation's food suppliers to continue to produce. And, you know, while hot sauce is, is uh, arguably not a, an essential food, um, you know, they can't start picking and choosing what category they, they determine is essential or not. Food is food. So mm. we're, we're so lucky that we're not only able to continue working and, and keep our team employed right now, uh, but also 
just you know it, it's giving everybody something to get up and, and do every day you know there's so many people that are stuck at home in lockdown unable to go to work unable to socialize and you know there's a serious impact from that to people's lives whether it be mm. financial you know mental health just just you know lack of personal growth getting out there in the world so it's having a huge impact on people in in all those categories and being able to, to keep coming and doing this is, is so good for us all as people for a business and all the rest of it but you know, uh, it's a it's just a classic example of adapt and overcome, and, and that's what we've been mm. trying to do. Is um, I mean, we're still facing challenges. Like we're not shut down, um, but I mean, there's there's a lot of supply chain issues right now. Yeah. There's there's massive shortages in yeah. within the industry for for different types of materials and products. Um, you know, uh, there's a there's a huge like a global resin shortage right now, which is making anybody that works um, with plastics of any kind. Is, is suffering right now big time like we're, we're looking at over a year lead time on plastic bottles right now so there's there's all kinds of stuff to contend with so it's not easy but uh, I still feel fortunate that we've been able to adapt and continue to operate um, and we haven't had to you know send everybody home uh, mm-hmm. with a you know we'll let you know when things change kind of situation Thank so yeah, but you know, I, I also yeah. feel like, like I've said before, I don't, I don't really believe in in luck in a con- in a conventional sense. To me, yeah. and I think I've even said it with you on the podcast before. To yeah. me, luck is recognizing opportunity and and pouncing on it when when it's there. And and I feel like we're pretty good at that. We see we see things, you know, uh, a little bit ahead of us, and and we kind of latch onto them before they they escape, and then. It gives us uh, it gives us something to work with and and somewhere you know ahead of us to to kind of shoot for and that's always how we've done things and this is no different but there's just more obstacles to navigate right now but again just so grateful that we're able to even do that and and be here working right now especially going back into the stay at home order it's a full lockdown like Ontario's is getting it pretty bad right now. Um, I, mean, I, 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 yeah. I think Ontario. I mean, because I'm out west here, you know, in BC and Alberta, and it's. I think mm-hmm. like you. It seems like you guys have not left lockdown in some senses. And I, I've talked to some friends and people I do business with out in Toronto, and they're like, "Man, Ryan, this has been just nuts over here." Like, I don't, you know, and not to get into politics or anything, but just you know, clearly people are like, "Whoa, whoa!" Like this is this is getting crazy. I, we have a one of our other sponsors. She's a criminal uh, criminal lawyer, so. You know, for a long time, she couldn't even go in and go into court, you know, and, and represent clients and, yeah. and fight cases. So you have people sitting in a, a jail cell just kind of waiting out the yeah, don't even know. Uh, right. Which is yeah. it's just crazy how murky it is. But um, so last time we ate wings on the show, I got to pick. You're going to you're going to walk us through, man. So you pick your flavor and I'm going to match you because uh, that's, right. just what, that's just how we're going to do it. So you tell me which one we're going with. The Piri Piri, though, I think we have to start with that one because I'm curious because I, I went I went nuts on this one yesterday and I love it. But I know you told me the ingredients, but can you go through the ingredients of Piri Piri again? I need because there's some there's a little bit of cream or something in there. There has to be. There's not actually. There's so, not. Uh, no, there's not. So a couple things going on there. So th- this is a uh, it's not a traditional Piri Piri. So Piri Piri is, is a very traditional style of sauce, um, you know, very common with, uh, you know, Portuguese food. So we created kind of our own riff on it, and mm. it, it does have many of the essential components of what a traditional piri piri would be. Um, but we kind of we kind of put our own spin on it. So uh, you know the flavor profiles, the the lemon, the garlic, uh, the red peppers, the chilies, obviously you know balanced heat, very kind of bold, rich flavors, mm. and then we kind of 
took it to a, a bit of another level. Not to say that it's better than a traditional piri piri. I, I don't want to mess with with tradition here. But, uh, you know, we brought in some smoked paprika, and uh, one of the big things was the lines made mushroom. So yes. while while you may not feel that it you know jumps out and and smacks you in the mouth as soon as you taste it, you're not going to eat it and be like, oh, this is a mushroom sauce. But there's a there's an earthiness and and a depth of flavor. Um, that that you know it, it lends to the to the overall flavor profile of the sauce, and I truly believe it's what makes it so uh, you know nicely compatible with with really savory food. So you'd see a lot of traditional piri piri being brushed on uh, you know chickens grilled over charcoal and stuff like that, and you know bringing the mushroom component in there and that kind of smokiness from the paprika, it's just in, enhancing the flavors that you already kind of want to pair that sauce with. So. Chicken wings uh, is a phenomenal pairing for it, so I, I don't blame you for wanting to get into that one. Despite your experience <laughs> yesterday, you're getting back on the horse, so that's how you got to Hell yeah, no. You know what's interesting, though? I look about your sauces, because you guys you guys uh, throw a lot of West and East Indian vibes into it, because you, you got the Trinidad stuff. Like, so is this, I know, because you and Nancy, like, is this is this a, a foods that you guys naturally would eat prior to having heartbeat i know you used to work in a kitchen like is this been your your palate is this kind of your guys's vibe or because I, I noticed that when i read the ingredients it's got that yeah. that, that cultural thing happening yeah i mean yes i i have a, a strong appreciation for you know all all that kind of uh that style of food you know from those regions uh delicious food very very down to earth it's humble food in the best way if, if i had to sort of describe it you know mm. um but I think uh, okay, I'm, I'm gonna get into this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting right to it, man. And I'm actually hungry this morning, so I think you're gonna see me enjoy this maybe even a little bit more because I can always tell when somebody's hungry when they're eating. <laughs> Don't eat chicken wings if you aren't hungry because you got to get down with it. So, <laughs> but yeah, when we started the company, or I should say, when we started making hot sauce, <clears throat> there was definitely no plan for a company at that point. But um, we kind of were inspired by some. Uh, not just at the time, all the time, but at that time in particular, we were really uh, heavy into some um, some West Indian hot sauces. Mm-hmm. Um, we had gotten a couple gifted to us from uh, from Guyana, and there was a few um, really phenomenal West Indian style sauces that we were eating heavily at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nancy um, was very heavily involved in the cocktail development program at uh, mm-hmm. her restaurant Tomlin. And at the time, they were uh, playing around with some kind of some riffs on a Caesar or a Bloody Mary. Got some of that West Indian hot sauce involved, so we were doing lots of lots of product testing at home, drinking Caesars, and <laughs> getting different hot sauces involved. So we just kind of were on a kick of the, of this amazing West Indian sauce, and it kind of inspired us, like, hey, let's let's try let's try making our own kind of version of this, or or just like what what do we think would make the best hot sauce? And that style at the time was really uh, influencing influencing us. Mm. So. We naturally kind of took some direction from those ingredients and that vibe. You know, a lot of those sauces have, uh, or they can have kind of a mustardy element to them. We didn't, we didn't go that direction so much, but you know, big pepper flavor forward, very, very pepper forward as opposed to you know vinegar forward or mm. spices or herbs or anything really flavorful in that area. It was like pepper forward, balanced heat, a little bit of sweetness, and you know mm. the right amount of acid. There's fresh lime juice in, in basically all the sauces. Um, really wanted to kind of bring those vibes into it. And, and at the time, our, our plan was to just make a really great hot sauce for our own use because we were buying and eating so much sauce. Yeah. Not that we didn't want to support other brands, uh, but 
we kind of wanted to see what, what we could do uh, and, and, you know, what, what's, what's our own hot sauce going to look like. And that's how it all started. That, that's what we started doing is just playing, playing with flavors and uh, working with different peppers. We had a whole whack load of different peppers that we were playing with at the time. And it was all kind of trial and error. Like, what do we like with what? And uh, when we put the red habanero together with some other ingredients, we created what is essentially now the original red habanero that is kind of our flagship product, I guess you could say. And down in Thunder Bay there, is there, uh, just with how you guys are sourcing, I know obviously pre-COVID, we're in COVID and stuff, but pre-COVID with farmer's markets and things like that, you know, is there any, is there, is that, is that a big thing there? I, I don't live there. So is there places that, hey, you can go get fresh, you know, veggies and, and all these different yeah. things to really locally source out there? Yeah, there's a great farmer's market here. Um, there's also a few um, local farms that have a, not so much a market, but you know you can go to the farm and, mm. and you know, grab some of their produce. Sometimes you can go out and pick it yourself or you can you know, yeah. you know walk into their little retail area and buy some fresh stuff. So yeah, there's a bunch of CSAs and stuff like that. There's lots of really great options for locally growing um, fresh produce. And the, the farmer who we were buying, uh, or I shouldn't say buying, the, the first load of hot peppers we ever got, which is what kind of truly got us on on the wagon of, of you know making hot sauce um he he was a, a producer that that you know set up and sold his peppers at the market and oh. not not a lot of people were buying so he supplied restaurants and that was our connection to him uh he was supplying the restaurant all through the season with all kinds of fresh peppers bell peppers hot peppers you name mm. it but restaurants and and you know shoppers at the market they weren't really buying the the super hots they were buying mm. you know maybe, maybe jalapenos and stuff like that mm. a little bit of happy but you know he had all these scorpions and ghost peppers and red habaneros and all these amazing different varieties that were unfortunately not super popular with people um and so he kind of unloaded the, the last of his harvest on us because you know <laughs> they weren't going anywhere he knew we loved that stuff so he said hey, here i literally have a, a pickup truck load full of these peppers they're all yours if you can put them to use um wow. i think i'd mentioned the last time we talked about this that that's that's what uh got us fermenting was we needed to ferment them as means of preservation because we weren't going to we had hundreds of pounds we weren't going to yeah, cook yeah. Hundreds of pounds of hot sauce in in you know a few weeks before they started to spoil so mm. we learned to ferment them to preserve them and then realize like what a beautiful flavor profile that fermentation lends to the sauce so that's now become a very big part of the identity of our brand is is the the fermented components all the sauces and the, and the flavors that it bring and we've we've learned to really love that process so we get beautiful peppers uh, from a local farm here that, that grows for us in season. They, every pepper they grow is just for us. We have this wow. wonderful sort of exclusive partnership with them. And, you know, we get peppers coming right off the plant delivered to our, our shop here. And we, we get to go through the process to get the fermentation prepared and then and then go through that fermentation period. And, you know, you, you crack into a drum of, of uh, what we call like our finished fermented pepper mash. And the smells that come out of it are like even now we're, we're approaching five years into this. Every time you, you open a fresh barrel of mash, that that smell, it just it consumes you. And, and it makes you if, if that doesn't make you want to eat hot sauce, whether you make it all day long or not, uh, then, you know, I, I check your uh, check your senses because it's pretty it's pretty overwhelming in a good way. <laughs> I love that. No, I love that. Going into uh, going to Dustin Poirier. So you guys have partnered with him on the Louisiana hot sauce that that's definitely taken over your social media the last little while, um, you know, and I, and I think that's huge. What? My question is, is, and we get asked this all the time from the marketing and branding perspective, is uh, which one are we going with, Al? You're, you, you name it out. I'm, I'm following your lead on this one. Well, I dug back into the period, but let's go. Um, let's throw some serious contrast in there. Let's go blueberry. Ooh, oh, see now, see this is this is better. Now he's he's the one that's mastering my my palate. He knows the product better than I do. 
So I mean, that's going to throw that's going to throw a curveball at your taste buds after that that period period like yeah. rich, deep, savory, and now you're going to get this kind of like brighter, a little bit sweeter, mm. tangy notes from the blueberry. Mm. Ooh, that's a smart. Ooh. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. The blueberry is uh sorry to speak with my mouth full, but Don't the blueberry is is um it's a sleeper. Like you expect it to be mm. a strange pairing with something savory. People see blueberry, they think fruit, sweet, you know, jam, stuff like that. But I try and tell people when they ask about this, it's not a blueberry sauce. It's a hot sauce with blueberry in it. Despite the color being very bold and purple, which is all natural from the blueberries, because there is a there's a shitload of blueberry in that sauce. Like we use real, hundred percent natural blueberries. There's no, it's not uh, it's not like a flavor or a, you know some sort of a concentrate. It's it's fresh, hundred percent pure blueberry out of out of Abbotsford, BC, actually. And um, mm. so it it really is a the, the beer that we um, use in the sauce from um, Lake of the Woods, who we, we partnered with for the product. Lake of the Woods, it, yeah, I see that. It is a, much like we describe the sauce as a hot sauce with blueberries, the beer that's in it, it's a blueberry ale, but it's not blueberry beer, it's beer with blueberries in it. So when you drink it, it's not like a, a, a rush of blueberry flavor. It's like a really nice, it's a stronger ale, mm. and it's got this nice subtle blueberry finish to it. And that's kind of where we went with the sauce too, is it's still hot sauce. You can use it on anything that you'd use the other hot sauces on, but mm. there's this nice kind of subtle blueberry flavor that, that's in there. And if, if you, are into food at all, then you're going to be familiar with uh, savory, sweet pairings with certain things like uh, compotes. Like you might put a, a blueberry uh, compote or something with cheese or with dock or something like that. It's not a, it's not uncommon to see fruit incorporated with savory foods, especially meats. Um, so if you kind of just change the way you think about it like that, it's like we. So we always tell people one thing you have to try, and if you haven't tried this, then you must. Uh, the original red habanero on peanut butter toast. <laughs> and and pe- people are like, what are you talking about? But wow. take take uh, butter out of the word and just think peanut and, and spice right away. What are you thinking? Thai, you know, pad thai, peanut sauce. And that's completely normal. But you throw the word peanut butter into the mix and people are thrown for a total loop. Like, that's crazy. But I'm, uh, I'm not shitting you. You do peanut butter on toast. Or my pun, pun intended. Pun intended. I'm not shitting yes. you. Pun intended. <laughs> my, my favorite is uh, a toasted peanut butter sandwich with the original red habanero and iceberg lettuce. If you really want to go for it, that's that's your thing right there. I, you know habanero, what, though? You gave me a sound clip I might have to edit. You said peanut, uh, red habanero on a peanut butter sandwich. I think you have to go over that one more time because I, I think I actually might edit this as a promo clip because people who are reading that are like, Red habanero on peanut butter, like, wow. I, I got to see, exactly. I got to hear that again. Yeah, so, I mean, you can do either one. You can go toast, peanut butter, red habanero, or take it to the next level, make a toasted peanut butter sandwich with the red habanero sauce and iceberg lettuce. Yeah. And you get this wonderful, so I've been a fan of peanut butter and iceberg lettuce sandwiches since I was a kid. You, you get that nice, crisp, light freshness that doesn't step on the nice, creamy, rich peanut butter, but it, it enhances it. Then you throw the hot sauce in the mix, and, and your, your, your taste buds don't know what to do with themselves. It's it's rich, it's sweet, it's creamy, and then you got the nice, fresh, crispy iceberg, and then you got a little sting from the sauce. Um, it's one of those things, you have to just try it. You can't, you can't describe it to somebody in a way that it's gonna truly do it justice. You have to try it. But one thing I can say is, everybody that, that has ever come back to me that has said they've tried it, 
has come back saying like, how have I never done this before? This mm. is like my new favorite thing. So in fact, we got a write up in uh, the Porter Airlines magazine a couple years ago. And they actually mentioned that in the article because I had mentioned it to the person I spoke to and they published it in the article. And a lot of people reached out saying like, hey, I, you know, I was flying from you know here to here, saw your article in the, in the magazine, tried the peanut butter thing and they're like, wow, this is phenomenal. So uh, I, I promise you, you won't regret trying it. Uh, if you hate it, I'm sorry, but I don't think you will. <laughs> Interesting. You know what? It's it, you know what? It, have you? Because I grew up and I ate uh, when I was when I was young. I used to eat uh, celery celery sticks and peanut butter, but I would put yeah. them on crackers. Have you ever had celery sticks and peanut butter? Oh man, what is it? Yeah. Uh, ants on a log? Peanut butter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ants on a log. Ants on a log. I like yeah. that. Okay. Oh yeah, that uh, was a thing for sure. So so branding marketing. So the question we and I get this all the time is. Can celebrity endorsements or partnerships really drive sales? Now, you you guys and Dustin's relationship is definitely a lot different than your typical, you know, I'm going to I'm going to be, you know, like an influencer or, or somebody big and I'm just going to hold up the product and be like, "Okay, cool." And then it's over. You guys are partnered where he he's invested in all kinds of ways where he's got his own sauce, he likes the sauce, and he you know, he he really talks about kind of his upbringing and the and the flavor that he was going for. So yeah. You know, that partnership for me is definitely a little bit more intrinsic than just, well, we, we're, we're paying somebody and they're, they're celebrity and we're going to they're going to basically place our product in their hands. Can you speak yeah. to that, how that's impacted your business? And I guess for the business people listening to the show, is there any way that they could position their product or or their service into that? Like or, you know, because a lot of people say, like, how could I get a partnership like that or how could we mm. get the attention almost organically you know, of somebody like that. In, and it doesn't have to be a, a USC fighter. It could be, you know, entertainer, whoever it is, you know, yeah, athlete, sure. whatever, anything. Could you speak to that and kind of how that came for you guys or or if you have any tips or hacks or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have any tips, but, you know, the backstory there is, um, and it's funny you mentioned the, the contrast between a, a celebrity endorsement, which is generally a paid opportunity, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. a celebrity partnership. So, um, I can't really speak to the celebrity endorsement because that's something that we have actively uh, kind of turned away from many times. We get emails all the time from agencies that are saying, hey, I represent so-and-so or this group of people mm. um, and we have an opportunity to place your product at this event where it'll be interacted with by these celebrities. There's photo ops and so on. And they always want a you know pretty ridiculous amount of money for that. And what you get from that is a, a photo of, of an individual uh, of some sort of fame, you know, holding your product. And from what I've seen, it's generally a very obvious scenario where <laughs> you've just paid to insert blank into this person's hand. Yeah. And it doesn't always come across as genuine, it's, yeah. in my opinion, anyway. So yeah. we get approached with stuff like that very frequently. And we've always we've always kind of just ignored it. So I get an email one day from an agent from this, uh, this you know, a, a talent agency saying, I represent a prominent UFC fighter. We're interested in, in having a discussion about uh, you know working together and a partnership. Little little bit vague, but along the lines of what typically would be just a, a paid endorsement type thing. Mm. And I was like hovering over over delete, you know, about to just disregard. <laughs> and and I I truly can't say why. Something <clears throat> told me like just respond to this one and see. Maybe it was how vague it was made me wonder. Like, well, what do they actually want? Because sometimes they're Al, pretty. Hold cool. on, though. Hovering over delete. 
I mean, this is a soundbite, man. Hovering. I got a visual of hovering over delete because I either I've <laughs> yeah. on the iPhone, I've swiped over to delete and came back. Yeah. You know, when it shows the red, and you're like, whoa, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm orange, I'm red. And then you're like, boom, it's gone. And then gone, you're like, yeah. wait a sec. You almost pull back. Now that's on the phone hovering the mouse. Mm. I mean, explain that concept. I like that because I had one other guest, the president of K-Swiss. He's like, oh, that's uh, and he's got a British accent. He's like, oh, you know, that's an automatic delete. Like the way he, yeah. he, delete was such a big thing for him. He's like, oh, I just I heard that was an automatic delete. Like, it was, well, I didn't even think about thing. it. Yeah, yeah, it's a big thing. I mean, <laughs> when when you're in business, as you know, you get so much so much uh, crap thrown your way. <laughs> And yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm not saying that someone with a with a business interest reaches out and I'm saying that's crap. But like mm. you just get everyone is, is you know, plugging you with, with with stuff and bombarded with stuff. And so much of it is just noise. And if you consider or even pay attention to half of what comes in, the, the, the time of your business life that you're just hemorrhaging, you know, into that. <laughs> Is is uh, is missed opportunities left, right, and center. So yeah. you you sort of learn to very quickly. I can't speed read or anything, but I can quickly glance over an email and immediately know has a human being that wants to reach me personally sent this to me, or is this something that's in two hundred thousand inboxes around the world right now? And you can quickly like delete, delete, gone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these you know paid paid influencer opportunities, while they may be slightly focused and that they are reaching out to our company, they are aware that we have a product. They're they're very uh, they're they're not appealing in, in in a way that I would seriously consider them. But I don't like again I don't know why, but something about this one made me consider like let me just poke a little bit and see what what this is actually about. Mm. So as I was literally about to just delete this one, I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna run this by Nancy, see what she thinks, and then we're, we're gonna I'm gonna send a reply and just you know see what happens. Mm -hmm. So I did, and uh, and then I mean the rest is history. But <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Basically, uh, yeah, I mean, to, to sum it up, like they, they reached out and, and they were interested in more than just a paid endorsement. Dustin wanted, um, he wanted a hot sauce. He, he loves food, you know, from Louisiana, very, very sort of traditional. He's a, a Louisiana purist, I'll say, you know, the cuisine, the, the culture, all of it. And he has a strong interest in food. He's a fighter and a very successful fighter. But as everybody knows, you know, a career in fighting only goes so long. Mm, and then, mm. you know, you, you need something yeah. to, to, to keep yourself going and motivated. So food was that direction he wanted to go. So his interests were immediately interesting to us in that he wants a product. He didn't want a white label product to slap his name on. He wanted to partner with a company that could make a product that is going to be something that he can be proud of and go out and promote as something that he's had a hand in. Mm. So... We immediately, it, it was a lot more interesting than a lot of other opportunities we've been sort of presented with. Um, he wanted to work with us on the product, develop something that was going to be, uh, you know, fitting to our style, which, you know, he was already a fan of our products, which is why we were approached. Um, so he knew that the style of sauce we made was was in line with something that he would, you know, in, enjoy and, and be proud of having his name on. But the opportunity to, to create a Louisiana style hot sauce was too good to pass it up. So I, I personally had had a, a Louisiana sauce is one of my favorite styles of hot sauce. So I have said for a long time, I want to make a Louisiana sauce, but Ooh. that's such a specific, 
um, staple in the hot sauce world, like Louisiana hot sauce, you know, that you could probably say, and some people might disagree, you could probably say that is one of the most sort of the purest traditional forms of hot sauce that exists. Oh. It's been around like, you know, Tabasco is a unique example of a Louisiana style sauce, but it is yes. technically, you know, they go back, uh, you know, so many generations. So yeah. definitely one of the first yeah. styles really out there, yeah. uh, readily available to the public. Yeah. So the opportunity was too good. I mean, we've got a, a guy who's extremely loved in Louisiana, wants to make a sauce. Uh, we want to make a Louisiana sauce. Okay, so let's do this. So right away, the conversation got really exciting. Um, and, you know, the, the initial the initial reach out was, was uh, from, you know, his representation, his agents. And then, you know, by phone call too, I'm on the phone with Dustin talking about recipes, talking about food, talking about the history, like what ingredients did you grow up, you know, eating and using with Louisiana cooking and Cajun style cooking. So right away, it, it got off to a great start of like true interest and collaboration from both mm. parties. And that is not going to be something that you traditionally find in a some sort of a celebrity uh, no. paid partnership no. type opportunity. So yeah. that's one thing I would I would warn against if if you're going to seek that you may not find that level of engagement from the individual you partner with. In this case, we ended up with, you know, the partner of all partners, someone who like truly loves what we're doing together and, and is excited and passionate. So, so I want to um, rewind this back Al, for everybody that's listening here, because this is a, this is a nugget. You said something at the start of the story and you said, typically we, you know, avoided celebrity endorsements, you know, cause mm -hmm. we could see that level of, genericness almost basically you know there's yeah. no meaning to it right so i i like to say that you know like i get asked all the all the time hey ryan what's the definition of brand a brand essentially is a person's gut feeling toward a product organization or team the end gut feeling the end mm -hmm. now yeah. good brands get seen iconic brands get seen and felt big difference seen yeah, yeah. and felt right when you see Nike or you see these big brands, they make you feel something. You might not think they do, but you feel something towards it, right? Mm -hmm. So for people who are listening here, I want to unpack this because this is a gold nugget. You created the opportunity with Dustin, I think, more than you thought because you were already putting out in the universe, I don't want to do a celebrity endorsement. You know, our company is very holistic, organic in the sense of, you know, we like to work with, you know, people and, and really showcase our brand in a very sincere and genuine light. Then, so that when you put that in the universe, you're, you're also going to tell that to potential deals that aren't going to approach you because you're already, you know, putting out the feelers saying, hey, you know, we're not really looking for that. But then something does come down, which is huge. And they say, hey, I'm actually looking for what you're looking for, too, Al. Let's yeah. talk about this. And then there's some synergy there because companies yes. and I'm drawing light to this because I get asked you're in a different business than I am, but I'm in the marketing and business world in a sense. So I always get asked the question, well, Ryan, how can we position ourselves for great opportunities to come. And a lot of the time I say, stop being greedy bastards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you well, know? Yeah. Exactly. Like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like anything, if you're too hungry for it, you're going to mess it up. It doesn't matter what you do, whether you're, you know, a, a musician, an actor, a salesman, uh, an, an artist, whatever you mm. do, if you're too hungry for it, you're going to mess it up. You know, you, yeah. you have to want it. You have to, to work hard for it. You've got to have vision and planning and all the rest of it. But you got to harness that to a level yeah. that, that, you know, you can't identify necessarily, but you just know at a certain point, if you want it too bad, it's going to, it's going to go wrong. So by, by, like you said, you know, we kind of put out the vibe without actually doing, we kind of put out the vibe that like, it's not that we're not interested in any of this ever under any circumstances, but for the most part, we're indifferent about trying to get some sort of a, 
Let's go. Uh, let's walk go original. Me, walk me through, Coach. Where am I going let's here? Do, let's do. Let's do original. You got. You got an OG there. Or what do you got? What's in your hand right there? Is that scorpion or original? No, scorpion, jalapeno, pineapple habanero. Okay, let's do scorpion. Let's uh, let's okay. get after it. Yeah. Okay. Keep going though. I like this. This is great. Yeah. So I mean, that's just that's my opinion. I feel like there is a certain point where your you know unrelentless desire to achieve something is eventually gonna gonna blind you to to where you're really trying to go with it. So mm. having an opportunity come your way. And, and you recognize that, like you said, there's a mutual interest. Mm. It's not just one party aggressively pursuing another. It's it's two people with a like mind, with common goals. And, mm. and then that's where, like you said, the synergy happens. Mm. And it's it's a two-way street. The conversations go both ways. And mm. things, things they, they launch from, from things like that. <laughs> mm. Mm. You know what? I mean, mm. it's inter- it is interesting because a lot of people really focus on the numbers in the sense of, um, you know, if we hit a hundred different companies by law of average, we're going to convert on, you know, X, Y, Z. Right. And I don't know. It's, I've always found that approach. I don't know. I just always find it baseless. It's, uh, I always think it's a bad way to build a foundation of a company because I think that as it's, it's like a relationship, it's like even getting married, right? If your relationship initially was based on false pretenses, it's only a matter of time before those false pretenses come back to light, right? Whereas things that are built foundational, you know, brick by brick by brick, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you can put a storm on them. They're, they're going to have a little bit more foundation and they're going well, to be able to put so up with a lot more, right? Relationship example, you, uh, you meet somebody at a bar and during the first conversation, you start talking about the names of your children and where you're going to have your wedding. That conversation is going to end pretty quick. That's that's too aggressive. That's too forward. You know, you gotta you gotta feel it out. You gotta like go for dinner, go to a yeah. movie, have a second Woo! date, have a date. That's not even a date. That's a meeting. You oh. you push that hard, and and you show that your your goals are already solidified ten miles ahead of you. Um, that that's uh, it's a recipe for failure. Not to say don't have goals and don't be driven. Of course, and and, and a restraining order and a creepy too, restraining that, order. Like, yo, this person's weird. You're yeah, creepy, stop man. Drinking that drink. Stop drinking that drink. Is there just something <laughs> in there? Like, it's kind of weird. just get weird. So, yeah, you can't be. You can't be like. It's it's funny. There's there's a delicate balance here, and, and I don't want anyone to misinterpret what I'm saying as don't have goals and don't be driven. Do all those things, but harness your your sort of maybe aggressive nature of pursuing something absolutely relentlessly and accept that the road ahead is is uh, an undetermined path you don't know what route you're going to take to get to your hypothetical end goal and be open to moving you know a little bit out, out of the way that you maybe thought you were going to go because things are going to come at you and you got to roll with the punches or if you pick a hard line and stick to it some people succeed um and they might have a great story but I feel like more often than not, the people who can adapt and, and recognize that, you know, in a scenario like ours, which is kind of all I can speak to in this specific topic is, mm. you know, let let the two parties involved find some common ground that is going to mm. work for everybody. And that's where mm. magic happens. That's where the good things are, are born. So if, if one of the two of us had gone into that first conversation and said, you know, like if Dustin had come out saying, this is what I want. I want nothing other than this. Can you do it? Or, or no, it would it would have probably been a no, celebrity or not. Yeah. Um, but you know, it was like, hey, like I like your hot sauce. I want to get into the food world. I love hot sauce. I love cooking. 
you know, what can we do together? Right away, exciting, inspiring, interesting. You know, the, the, the creative juices start flowing, like, hey, you're from Louisiana. We gotta do a Louisiana sauce. What are some ingredients that are really common mm. staples in Cajun cooking? Let's work those in. And we mm. did, like, we use celery in that sauce, which is, I've never, I'm not saying it's not out there, but I have never seen or tried another hot sauce that has celery in it. Mm. But celery is a huge, huge staple in the Holy Trinity, uh, which is, you know, celery, peppers, and onions in, in Cajun cooking. So we thought we're, we're making a Louisiana sauce. We're trying to make it traditional and, and really sort of uh, pair it with, with the traditions of Louisiana, not just a traditional Louisiana style hot sauce. Mm. Let's throw a little curveball into it. You know, we threw a little bit of our red habanero in there too, because that is something that we identify strongly with mm. as a big part of our business and our brand. So <laughs> yeah. it's a coming together of two, two interests, you know, that, that can find uh, a direction to travel, you know, mutually. And, and that's where, like I said, that's where all the magic happens is, is being willing to hear and adapt and, and, and do things a little differently than you maybe thought you might when you set out for them. We didn't set out for this. This kind of came to us, but we recognize a great opportunity and, and a fun project. And it's become so much more than that even. This has just been a, it's been a total trip for us. We're over a year in the making now since we started these initial talks. Um, product's been on the market since December, but like what a ride it's been. It's just been fantastic. We're all loving it. Uh, and, and it's bringing so much, you know, just to kind of touch back on what you said, like the impact of something like this. Well, mm. having, and, and this is where you see the difference. A, mm. a paid endorsement is gonna have a, a big flash impact. Lots of people are gonna see it. They might, there might be a lot of reactions to it. Wow, that's, that's crazy, look at that. This person's holding your product. Mm. But, you know, you, you keep doing this on your phone and then within a minute, you're onto something else. That doesn't mm. have it. That's not going to have a lasting impression. I don't think mm. on too many people, you mm. know, lasting being the key word. It's going to make an impression. You're going to be like, holy mm. shit, look at this person holding my product. It's cool. It's happened to us. We've had celebrities, you know, unknown to us, uh, you know, promote our product organically online. And it's like, oh shit, look at this person. They got our hot sauce in their hand. And it's cool. It's exciting. But you don't, you don't change your company because of that. But oh. a partnership like this, where there's a, long-term lasting connection between you and the individual that is out there promoting alongside you it's a totally different story and that is a lasting impression because we've you seen you guys are making but al you guys are making you guys are creating a track record of of having really big people hold your product without you asking them to yo yeah. like i mean it this happened. is big man i mean this is yeah. people are you know this is this is a master class type of question or scenario because you know, in branding and marketing, I mean, you know, when people intrinsically, organically want to see or or feel or, or get your product, I mean, you're winning. Like it's, you know, it, you, are you gonna pay for a date, or you gonna want want to have somebody organically marry you? I mean, there's some uh, yeah. one option could be illegal, and the other option is probably the way you want to go, right? And sure. so, you know, when we pay for advertising or we talk about advertising or growing brand, and the reality too is that, listen, your product could be so good, it could be awesome. But if nobody knows about it, like you don't have a business, there's no sales coming in. There, there's no money coming in. Like your product could be awesome, but like it's not going to last. Right. We know that. So yeah. marketing is or branding is a huge part of what you guys do and is a huge yeah. cornerstone to your success. And a lot of that has been, you know, well, almost for free and just organically, which is the like way you kind of want that to go. Right. Even going from the hot ones to you know, even when I reached out to you guys, I was trying to figure out. How did these guys get from Thunder Beta, 
you know, this, 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 this hot one show and, you know, the, the Goldblum yeah. and the Jeff Goldblum and all these different things. And then I'm reading some articles and it, you're saying, well, hey, you know, we didn't we weren't even aware of that. And that happened. That's cool. You know, awesome. And I'm just like, who is this person? You know, like, how are these guys, you know, managing to do that? Not alone. Not, you know, and this is with your story of, you know, only a few years ago, you're you're sitting in a kitchen, you know, cooking, doing your thing like this is yeah. this is very uh, it, it is a unique story, man. It's it's a. Uh, going to go down as one of the best in the books like i'm telling you like it's a big brand story well it's been you know i i believe the reason for that and and the success that we've seen so far is because it's it's genuine it's real it's mm. not it's not like much like the difference between a a paid endorsement and a partnership yeah. one is is a it, it's a very uh, it, it's it's sort of a weak platform to stand on until it collapses and it's no longer there for you. Mm. The other is is a foundation that you're building, mm. and and a, and a true partnership, a quality partnership, is a foundation. It's two people helping prop each other up and and mm. you know promote their interests. And and in this case, it's mutual. In in a lot of cases, it is. But in some, it's you know different. But but they can still prop each other up. And uh, the business is the same. The way we started it was it was an organic. Uh, you know, it's us putting ourselves out there doing something we love doing for, for just that reason, just to put, put that out there and show people like, hey, this is this is what we do. This is how we do it. We hey, everyone, I know you're enjoying this episode and thank you so much for tuning in. Listen, do you love hot wings and hot sauce as much as I do? You know, you have the standard kind of flavors and, you know, all these assortments of hot sauces around the world, but there's some that are your favorite. Now, here at the Reinhold Show Podcast, our favorite, without a doubt, is Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Uh, Heartbeat Hot Sauce, if you don't know who they are, they're based in Thunder Bay, Ontario, and uh, they teamed up with Dustin Poirier from the UFC, who just won, uh, and they they put out some amazing product, and uh, the team over at Heartbeat, they're, 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 they're truly, truly impeccable, so... Uh, we're very proud to, to call them a, a partner of the show. And if you would like to try some amazing hot sauce, some flavors, and get your palate really moist and juicy and good, go to heartbeathotsauce.com and type in Team Holtz at checkout as a promo code for 20% off your purchase. And again, you will not be disappointed. We also want to let you know that in a better effort to connect with you guys even better via social media, you know, via the podcast apps or wherever you're consuming this, or if it's on YouTube, wherever that may be, we want to give you the option to text. So please text me at area code 587-875-0634. And that is me. So text me, say, hey, Ryan, how's it going? Love the show. You know, hey, could you bring on this person? Or just to say hi and how are you and how is your week and all of these different things. I think this would be absolutely incredible. Uh, and I would love if you could do that for me. Now, the last thing I want to say is, hey, book a free eight-minute brand jam. Whether you are a person or a business looking to increase your brand, increase your sales, increase your marketing, increase your digital footprint, book an eight-minute free brand jam session with me one-on-one. All the details will be in the show notes or just reach out. And last but not least, please, if you've not hit that five-star review, take a, 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 a take a screenshot of it, hit hit the review, submit it, tag at Reynolds one on, on all social uh, platforms so I can see it so I can repost it and give you a huge shout out. Again, curiosity should always be your mandate. Enjoy the rest of the show. And remember, Team Holtz loves you.
and sales and all the rest of it. But most of the time, in fact, pretty much all the time, those opportunities end up being really beneficial, you know, from a business wow. perspective. But I think it's because we go into them knowing that like this is just a fun, great opportunity that we're gonna we're gonna take on and and without you know, without being overly aggressive with where we're trying to go with it, um, we just kinda let it flow and, mm -hmm. and manage it to the best of our ability with the understanding we have of, of how to how to do business. <laughs> it's 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 crazy. Like it you know, I, I go over it and I'm like, it's just such a well oiled uh, approach to business, you know, and, and, and that level headedness, like you mentioned something that's so critical is that you said, listen, no matter the opportunity that comes at us, you know, big or small, like we're not going to change or, or automatically pivot and change kind of our philosophy, you know, yeah. and, and, it, and, it, and, and that's crazy because I see like, for instance, right, you get an MMA fighter, an MMA fighter brings a whole nother community you know mma is a culture all to its own right i mean yeah. i think of you know i remember back in you remember back when the ed hardy days when they, you know it was all this crazy clothing oh, yeah. and you know yeah. all of that right tattoos and you know and and a lot of brands it's like why well, hey, we got this mma person and and i've seen it all of a sudden their instagram and their social media it's like it literally takes this like 180 and they go start you know everything is mma or fighting yeah. and this and that and you guys haven't done that like you you know, it's I like the way you've done it. Like you've taken on that partnership uh, and you've welcomed that into your family, but you mm -hmm. haven't made that your family, if that makes it's sense. Not, it's not. Yeah, it's we don't identify ourselves as the hot sauce that, you know, has a connection to Dustin Poirier and, and the UFC. Um, he's become uh, like he, he is part of our family. Like he's a partner. We have this product together. He's very much a part of our family. But we don't identify ourselves as that. That's not why we exist. Mm. Um, and that's not to, to speak against it in any way. It's it's an amazing thing that, that we're doing and I, I'm loving it, but it's not why we exist and it's not the only thing we now identify with. So our social media, for example, you know, when we were launching the product, yeah, there was heavy presence of, of him, of the product, of, yeah. of the UFC, yeah. because it's, it's a it's at the forefront of what we're working on at that moment. Yeah, and our social media, yeah. yeah, our social media generally is an in the now representation of what we as a company are doing yeah. with our day. Yeah. If you'll notice, there's a trend. You look at our social media on Saturday, it's Nancy and I walking the dog out on a trail somewhere. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's what we do on a Saturday. Yeah, we, yeah, go yeah. Out, we go out for a walk as a little family and, and that's our thing. So that's that's what we show people. We're we're very real in that sense. We're not we're not uh, overly staging, um, you know, scenarios and products and this and that, trying mm. to just constantly pump the the brand from a sales perspective. It's like, this is who we are. Like I said earlier, when we went to market, it's like, this is who we are. This is what we do. You know, we really hope people will enjoy this. Well, our social media is no different. It's it's a real perspective for people on who we are and, and what we do as a brand and as people behind the brand. Mm. So much like I said, we don't identify as like we're we're the UFC connected hot sauce. Mm. It's you know, hey, that's a big thing going on in our world. So yeah, we're gonna promote that heavily. And then you know, flash forward into January, Dustin's fighting Connor, one of the biggest fights going on of, of mm. the year. And yeah. and at this point, like that might be you know considered one of the bigger matchups that's happened uh, in the sport. Now it's moving on to the trilogy. So like you know, lots of content focused around that. We saw some unbelievable marketing and advertising happened through that fight that was all very organic uh but it was like 
ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure you saw the weigh-in when Dustin handed Connor the bottle and they embrace on stage with Connor holding the product up. Like that captured <laughs> that captured every major media outlet, sports oh. or not, around the world. I mean, that was an iconic moment in the sport. Yeah, and be very conveniently got caught up right in the moment, <laughs> right right in there in the picture, literally. So, well, everybody took that it, frame. They took that frame, and that was kind of like yeah. the poster of the whole event. It was awesome. Well, that, that was two. <laughs> that was two rivals, two bitter, bitter rivals, like genuine, like hate for one another. As, as far as I know, yeah. Uh, then flash forward a few years, they're embracing uh, borderline lovingly on stage with this, and there's a product in the mix. So, like that alone was strange. Like, what's going on here? This is a this is a fight. <laughs> this is a weigh-in. What's this product doing in in the mix here? What's going on? And let's not lose sight of the fact that these two, you know, hard rival, you know, enemies, they're up on stage hugging like a couple of gentlemen, yeah. about to go and slug it out, literally. So, so that that it's moment a... was just. How do you not capture and embrace that and put that out there? It was exciting for us. It was exciting for the whole world that was paying any attention to that. So good course, brands you know, get seen. Yeah. Iconic brands get seen and felt. Right, that's a yeah. moment, man. It's a. Uh, yeah. It's getting all the motions out there. You're feeling good. You're competitive about. I mean, it's just a great moment. You can't. Yeah, you can't recreate that. I mean, that happens organically. That's the truth, right? That is yeah. the truth. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Uh, I think it, I, I just think it's crazy. Which one are we going to now? I got pineapple. Uh, I was just gonna. Pineapple. I was just gonna slip the green in. Oh, you're oh, oh no, 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 no. Let's go green. green. I no, let's go ja- right. jalapeno. I, as hey. I like to say it, I, I, I used to call it jalapeno, 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 jalapeno. <laughs> ja, jal- yeah, that's a good too. Actually, you know what? I was gonna ask you your last name. What? What is that? Is that Greek? It is. That so is you correct. are you are Greek. My my dad is Greek, yeah. So I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm a, kind of a kind of a mud half half Greek, half Irish, a little bit of English in there. <laughs> and then where? So have you been to Greece? Unfortunately, no. Mm. Um, my father and I, for years, like since I was a kid, have been planning this trip to Greece. You know, he's a very very proud Greek man. Loves the culture. Mm. He didn't come to Canada till he was in his 20s. So grew up there, really, you know, became a person in, in that part of the world. Mm. And it was astonishing to myself, to him, to everybody that growing up, I had never gone there. Mm. So now, you know, uh, he doesn't have, at this point, doesn't have any family there, really. But right. even when I was young, uh, <clears throat> there was no family in Greece that, you know, we didn't have a reason to go there every year to visit or anything like that. So I, I think that kind of has something to do with it but regardless we've been planning this trip forever yeah and finally you know later in life now the past couple of years we said okay we need to make this happen before there isn't an opportunity for this to happen mm. so uh nancy actually as a surprise worked with my dad mm. and they booked a trip uh where my dad and my stepmom and nancy and i were going to go to greece together for a couple of weeks Tour the islands where he grew up, where he was born, all the rest of it. Actually, he wasn't born there. I shouldn't say that, but um, you know, lived there. He, he was actually born in Sudan, and then uh, his his father was a diplomat, so he was born in Sudan, traveled around quite a bit, and then they they ended up in uh, in Greece, and that's where he was kind of raised. So, um, anyways, they planned this trip, and it was all set to go. Mm. 
and it was going to be for our one-year wedding anniversary, actually. So we got married in uh, September 2019. Yeah. We were going to go to Greece September 2020. Well, <laughs> where, where was the world? September 2020. Not on planes flying to Europe, that's for sure. So unfortunately, the trip didn't happen. Gosh. And I'm just, I'm just, you know, hoping and praying that when, when taking a trip like that is is doable and in the cards, um, that you know, all parties involved are going to be in a position to be able to go because to miss the opportunity to see you know, uh, see that country with, with my dad, um, you know, is, is priceless and, and I'd be heartbroken to, to miss the opportunity. And, and I would have a lot of regret that we didn't make it happen sooner. So how old is your dad? How old is your dad, Al? Uh, he's actually turning 77 later this month. Wow. So you know, how, old he's you, not, how old are you, Al? Uh, so Nancy, Nancy and I actually had a debate about this uh, last week. Hold on, everybody that's listening right now. Now we're changing the whole episode to let's yeah. talk about Al. It's all, it's all good. It's all good. Um, so I had – I'm going to give you a little backstory here because it is it is relevant. But um, when I – on my 30th birthday, uh, I thought – my 29th birthday, I thought was my 30th birthday. I, I – Goof. I've never been big. I've never cared about my birthday too much okay. just for context. Yeah. So my 29th birthday, um, I thought was my 30th birthday and I didn't feel that it was necessary to have a big celebration. So it kind of just passed by. It's another day of the year. No big deal. So I'm thinking I'm 30 and then Nancy and I flash forward a year. Nancy and I were having a chat and it comes out that I'm thinking I'm 30 when really I'm 29 turning 30. So <laughs> she, gets wind of this and realize we were working on our taxes together actually yeah. so my my date of birth was on paper and and you know she's born in the same year so all of a sudden it's like what are you talking about like i'm turning 30 this year. How are you, are you, 30? you know so uh it all comes out and she being the genius she is at planning and surprising mm. throws this big elaborate surprise party she flew people in from all over the country it was it was Hands down, the biggest surprise I've ever had in my life. The best party, birthday, or no oh. birthday that I've ever had in my life. It was uh, it was wonderful. Like I just about cried when I walked in the oh. house and, and saw everybody. So Man. just a phenomenal time. Anyways, that was so that was a running joke and has been ever since that I, I had two 30th birthdays. So now flash forward a few years, I'm thinking I'm 36, <laughs> turning 37. And, you know, we're, we're lying in bed, actually, and, and somehow the, the topic of birthdays came up and we're thinking like, oh, well, last year's birthday was a total write-off, you know, it was COVID, we couldn't see anybody. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then we're thinking, oh, well, like, let, so we're just talking about, like, birthday plans, potentially what's going to happen, what can happen. Mm -hmm. And one of us mentioned, like, you know, how old we're turning and then the debate fired up and I'm thinking <laughs> I'm turning 37. Oh. She's like, no, you're, you're turning 36. <laughs> so we start Googling, like, you're born in 1985. How old are you right now? And, you know, it, so there's, it, depending on the, the month you're born and all the rest of it, you know, it, it ch changes the equation a little bit. But <laughs> either way, all that to say, uh, yes, I will be turning 37 in May, not 36. Uh, no, sorry, I will be turning 36, not 37, wow. which is what I was thinking uh, wow. up until last week. So. Wow, man. Oh, that's, that's, that's interesting. You sound, you sound like my... Uh, you know, and unfortunately, my my wife's my 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 father-in-law passed away last year. But he he's he's Middle Eastern, and he had he always had this big debate of, well, if you're 36 now or 36, like I'm 36 now, but he didn't consider that. He says, well, how can you be 36 while you're 36? Technically, Ryan, you're 35. My dad, that so, is my dad yeah, and and so he's like, no, story. that he's like, you're you're in the the mix of being 36, but you haven't actually lived 36 years because you're 36 yeah. right now. 
Exactly. And he my, would not he dad. would not live that down. Like he was just no. like, no. Like so even on it, cards he would write, Well, happy thirty, like in the year behind. I, yeah. He this is the way he believed it. My 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 dad is the same way. Unless I'm misunderstanding you. Like if you <laughs> when you turn when you turn thirty six, you have completed thirty six years of age. So one day past that, you're not 36 anymore. You are in your 37th year. <laughs> he refers to the person as a year older than yeah. they are technically. But in a way, he's not wrong because at 36, you've completed 36 full years of life. You are now in your 37th year, not a complete 37. No. But you are in your 37th year that, of life. So that, That's just how he's always believed, how he always believed yeah. it. And he just would debate over that. And it like. That was just a running. Thing or, I don't know. It was what? a running joke because everybody, if you're sitting on a table with the group, people would be like, and people just get fired up over it. Like, what, what the heck are you talking about? This makes no sense, right? Anyway, no, no, that's cool. No, I was wondering about that. So, so that is the story of of um, of Dustin and you guys' uh, partnership. Do you feel like that partnership with him though now has has definitely um, threw any curveballs? And I mean, in a good way. To your business or has it uh made you guys consider different things or you know maybe you projected hey six 12 months out and then that happened and you're like whoa this is a, a whole different ball game for us now we have to make some tweaks like i guess my question is is that sometimes people you know getting business or opportunities or orders is a great thing but if you're not set up for this volume boom when it comes at you yeah. i mean that can also cripple businesses right oh so big time, big you know, time. How, how did you guys i guess sort of rise up to the challenge and say holy crap like wow okay let's get this going we're gonna make we're just gonna make this work we gotta make this work <laughs> well it, it's it's like you said like we have to we have to make this work so we we have always been of the mentality that you need to be a year ahead mentally from where you are at the at the at the moment because mm. Business happens so fast, as you know, that if you are like, personally, I'm all about like, li live in the moment as much as you can, appreciate what's going on around you. But in business, you need to be way ahead of the moment because the moment comes and goes, yeah, let's do it, pineapple. The moment comes and goes in the blink of an eye and then you're missing these opportunities that are out there if, if you're not kind of, uh, you know, tuning into them early enough. So mm. we've always tried to be, you know, a, a year or so ahead uh, mentally and, and sort of planning and organization wise so that we don't miss out on those things. Mm -hmm. So that mentality definitely helped. Here's yours. Mm. Mm. That's, that's a good one. That it? sound of the biting. Mm. Mm. These, days, these days really good today. I don't know what's going on. I've been, I've been on this, this period period yesterday though, man. It, before that though, it was, uh, it was scorpion. We've been killing these. Cool. Yeah, scorpion, scorpion can get you, man. <laughs> I like um, that. So yeah, like I said, we just we try and always be ahead of the curve. So when we when we started working on this partnership, we knew that regardless of what we do with it, the product could be a total dud. But we have somebody of major influence involved in this. The spotlight's going to be on, mm. and even if everybody just buys this once that's a lot of people gonna be coming in and buying this product. So we knew we had to be ready for something big. We didn't know how big, how long-term, but we knew something was gonna be big right out of the gate. Mm. Or, or at least we presumed it would be. And and we were right. We, we went to market with the product and it, it took off right away, started selling phenomenally and it hasn't stopped, which is fantastic. Mm. So our, our instinct of being prepared for something big and while we didn't know, like I said, how big, how long, we knew we had to be ready to make moves quickly to keep it going 
uh, on a large scale for an indefinitely long period of time. Mm. So we took a risk, invested in some materials and equipment and things so that we would be ready to jump into a larger scale production with it with virtually no notice. Mm. Um, so we did that and those investments paid off because then, you know, so the fight with Connor, which has arguably been the biggest platform that this product and, and our company in a way has been involved in, that didn't exist when we first partnered. That mm. came up months after the partnership started. Mm. So we weren't necessarily expecting something on that scale, but we had positioned ourselves so we could be ready for something like that. And it paid off because the fight came, the hype came, the post-fight hype came and hasn't really gone away, to be honest. Mm. Um, and now here we are, they're they're going for round three, July 10th, uh, the, the trilogy's happening. Jeez. So we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this all over again. But we had to, again, adapt. I keep using the word adapt, but like, we had to be able to throw this into the mix and and still turn out as much of this product as we need to. But we got we have a whole other business that we're running too. Like yeah. the that product is is unique and that it's you know the partnership and and it's sold through a lot of channels that some of the other products aren't. It has exclusivities in certain places yeah. without the other products. So yeah. it's a it's a different animal in a way. But yeah. under this roof, we have to be responsible for all of our products every day. Yeah. So throwing this big uh, throwing this big cur curveball into the mix in a good way, we had to make sure it wasn't going to step on the rest of our business and the rest of our products. You know, we can't leave our, our retailers high and dry with our, our core lineup because we're spending all of our time pumping uh, out this new kid on the block yes. because that's what's popular right now. Yes. We, had to, we had to balance everything and yeah. it was it was a challenge, but our team, I, you know, I've spoken to you about our team in the past, like they're so bloody good at what they do. And, and they're, they're so reliable and, and I can just trust that mm. when we say, look, this is coming up, this is what we need. This is what we need to be ready for. Go. Yeah. And, and they do just that. They, they figure it out. We work as a team, we plan, we organize, we project, we do our best because really at the end of the day, a lot of things in business is like your, your best guess, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we, we do that as much as we can. And, and everybody just, they just kill it every day. They come in here, they do so much work and, and there's so much thought put into what's being done. And this, this project was a true testament to that. We threw this giant curveball into the mix and, and it, for a lot of businesses, I think it would have taken all the attention and everything else would have been, would have been, you know, quietly drowning in the background. Mm. Um, and we didn't, we didn't let that happen. We, we kept everything moving forward, you know, simultaneously. And that was a, that was a, a difficult thing to do, but the strength that I believe we gained and have retained as a business in doing that is going to be valuable for the life of this company. Now I feel like there's nothing that's going to come our way, probably not anyways, that is going to, you know, change things up as, as dramatically and as quickly as that did. So short of that product continuing to be, you know, catapulted into new levels of popularity, which I could see coming in, you know, in the coming months and years, um, we, we received probably the biggest curveball we're going to see. Um, and it all worked out. So again, it's, it's a testament to the heart, no, no pun intended, but the heart that our whole team puts <laughs> into their jobs here, yeah. uh, you know, it made it successful, but there's a, there's a real impact. Like, you know, you were asking me, uh, to speak to the impact of having that, that endorsement, whether yeah. it be the different ways we spoke about, but it's huge. I mean, you've got a guy with literally like millions of, like, I don't know how many millions, but millions of eyes around the world on him. Yeah. Everything he says, does, every move he makes, wow. he's in the spotlight. Yeah. And that is bringing new attention that we don't get otherwise. And that there's a market of people that they're, we're not on their radar. 
but but he how, is. How has he dealt with it? You think? Because you, you you guys have a good relationship. How do you feel like he's dealt with it? He seems like a pretty chill guy, but I mean, you never know behind the scenes. Yeah. I seen him on because he, I mean, he's done every you know the Joe Rogan and you name it. I mean, yeah. he's, he's done them all, and he seems to be pretty keeping pretty level headed about it. And every he he he. He's he saying the yeah. same thing. He's like, I just want to go sell my hot sauce. <laughs> no, I know. And that, that's the, that's the, the beauty of this is that. So uh, I, I had a conversation with him when he was on the plane flying home from Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Uh, after the McGregor fight. Yeah. And I'm talking like, so they, because of the time change, that fight was in the morning. Usually it's, you know, later in the evening. Yeah. That fight was like first thing in the morning over there so that it could be broadcast at the normal time in North America. Yeah. So he fought in the morning, knocked him out. You know, one of the one of the biggest wins of his career, if not the biggest. Mm. Uh, and then hours later, he's talking to me while he's on the plane, talking about <laughs> hot sauce. Like <laughs> this guy just knocked down. You know, the, one of the biggest rivals in the sport. Mm. You know, huge win. Everyone on the planet wants a minute of this guy's time to talk about what just happened. Yeah, and he cared more about talking about hot sauce. And, and where this product is going and, and what our plans were. Like, just came off a grueling training camp for weeks and weeks and weeks, yeah. got the win, yeah. and his mind is already like, all right, I'm gonna land in Louisiana tomorrow. Let's 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 talk business. What are we gonna do? So yeah. that that speaks to the dedication he has to this partnership, the love he has to the product. And and when he you know says that in interviews, I just wanna sell my hot sauce. Uh, <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a gimmick. I mean, he I know, I love it. He's going out tomorrow. There's a there's a chain of grocery stores in Louisiana called Rouse's that have picked up the sauce. He's going tomorrow. He's doing in-store appearances so people can come meet him, buy the sauce, get some bottles signed. Like the guy is at a point in his career where he doesn't need to go stand in a grocery store no, and, no. and do a do an appearance uh, yeah. because he needs the the revenue from it or whatever it is. Like He's doing well. He's a he's a world class. Hey, world champion the good fighter. the good thing about it, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he probably has some security, but at least the guy can handle himself. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the that's, that's the wrong guy to to, to mess yeah. with, right? <laughs> he's, his, he's his own security. Piece, though, that's for sure. But I mean, like I said, the guy's gonna go stand in a grocery store and meet his fans and talk about his hot sauce. Yeah, uh, he doesn't need to do that. He's no. doing it because because he wants to because he loves the product. He loves the partnership. And, and he, he's just proud to get out there and, and show his community and the state and the country and the world this, this product that, that, you know, he's made with us. And, mm. you know, you're not going to get that out of everybody. I really don't think that just any old partnership that you develop with somebody of, of some degree of celebrity mm. is going to have that dedication to it. It's going to be, uh, oh, my, my manager is going to schedule this for me or do that for me. And, and you're lucky if you get a few minutes on the phone once in a while. Yeah. And it's just, it's just not like that. I mean, I've never had a partnership with somebody uh, in that sort of like celebrity world before. Mm. So I don't know truly how that goes, but I presume it's not as open and, and uh, you know, fluid back and forth communication as it is with him because the, the, the genuine appreciation for this partnership, it, it really exists with him. Some are, some are terrible. You know, I mean, I've talked to people, you know, and, and you, you deal with the PR or their, their assistant, you know, a lot of the times the assistants and the PR people, you know, the person themselves is great, but it's the people in between that make the experience terrible, you know, where yeah. just to get and then you talk to the person, you're like, man, you're the nicest person ever. What's up with your For assistant sure. or what's up with your yeah. PR person? Holy, you know, and, we're lucky. And, we're lucky there too. His his managers uh, and his agents are are the nicest people. Oh, we have we have we have weekly team meetings. We, yeah. we get together on Zoom. We talk about a little bit of everything, a little bit of life, a little bit of business. Yeah. And uh, you know, we've all developed a really, really strong friendship at this point. And we're just like chopping at the bit for the day to come when we can actually get together in person <laughs> and, and enjoy some 
enjoy some time together. Yeah, because have you actually have you actually uh, seen this guy in person? Met this guy in person? Oh, yeah, that's yet. hilarious. But that's we've hilarious. been doing this whole thing during COVID. Oh my god! So there's been no opportunity to travel and and get together like with with the cross border thing. It hasn't been an opportunity and. Yeah. Uh, you know, we missed, we missed that last huge fight because we couldn't travel to be there. Uh, and and you know, we haven't been able to actually connect. But we've got all kinds of fun plans in the works. As soon as it's safe and responsible, uh, he's going to come out here. We're going to we're going to do some uh, some work together at the shop here. We're going to throw him in the kitchen, get him cooking the hot sauce <laughs> with the team. And uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have some fun. So if you if the, you were the, able to travel, though, would you went to that fight in, in Abu Dhabi? Oh, absolutely yeah 100 percent. That, yeah. that's an opportunity yeah there i would have not missed that for the world short of yeah uh, a family commitment that was that was so important i couldn't miss it yeah or something like this where there's a, a an actual restriction on traveling yeah, yeah. i wouldn't miss i wouldn't miss it for anything and yeah. you know now the the next one's coming up it's going to be in vegas in july you know pretty pretty sketchy whether whether or not that's going to be possible Jeez. to go or not yeah. I, i'm hoping i'm hoping that there's some real progress over the next few months and yeah. that because uh, there, there's a few reasons. Like I have to look out for the the best interests of myself, my family, yes, my team, my yes, business. Yes. So whether it be safety because of of actual you know risk of of uh, you know transmission, yes. or just uh, we're all um, we're all there uh, under the watchful eye of the jury that is the public, right? So yes. you make you make a missed a missed step, and you do yes. something that's a little bit irresponsible. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna get judged, and yeah. I mean we can't we can't do that either. So there's a whole mix of reasons why if everything lines up, it'll be it'll be uh, a miracle, and I hope that's the case. But unfortunately, we're not getting our our hopes up that uh, that might be another opportunity that we have to watch from you know through through the TV. But either way. Uh, can't can't wait for it. It's gonna be it's gonna be phenomenal. But um, I love it. I think that's, yeah. I think that's great. Uh, let's take another wing. Uh, so let's we're gonna round this out soon. But uh, I want to end off with so Al is open up a podcast, Heartbeat Podcast. I love it. This is great. What's it? What's the exact name of it again? Uh, two feet in a heartbeat. I know. I love that. I love that. Okay. So tell me the inspiration behind the podcast. Why are you opening up a podcast? We talked about this at length about media company, you know, branding, yeah. all these things. Let's see here. Which one do I want to do? Let's go. Let's go with the. Let's go with this one, big big man. Okay. Back to blue. Okay. Yeah, back to the blue. Why not? Um, what is the what is the motivation behind that? Well, hang on. Let me get a bite in sure. here. Sure. Mm. I have to say, it's really hard to have a conversation when there's wings sitting here. I I think about the oh, wings okay. a lot. I, I feel like. I feel like there's a reward. I'm like, oh, at the, mm. end, of, at the end of the sentence, I get to have some wings. It's really, I, right. I, I love this whole concept, though. I have to say, I do yeah. other podcasts. I'm like, it's not as exciting. There's no way. Mm. There's no wings. There's absolutely nothing wrong with this. And uh, anybody that you know is eating wings alongside, uh, good on you because this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the podcast was, like you said, we were. We were going through some options in our head about what we wanted to do to elevate our our marketing, our advertising, get the brand out there on another level. And we came to a kind of a crossroads where we were considering hiring a, an agency, mm -hmm. working with with a, an agency. You know, uh, probably have some some contracts in place for not contracts, but you know, projects mm -hmm. um, with specific uh, specific goals. You know. And, and work towards that with with a, a partnered agency. The other direction we were considering was bringing somebody onto the team 
uh, whose focus would be, you know, marketing and advertising. That that's their their day to day is mm. is the, the marketing of the business. Mm -hmm. And we were really conflicted, like which direction makes more sense. So we spoke to a lot of people who we we really trust and, and value their opinions when it comes to business and our brand and you know some friends, some family, some some business acquaintances, mm -hmm. and independently of one another, we got the same story from everybody. Is that you know people feel that we do a good job of promoting our brand and marketing our brand is very natural. It's very real, organic, genuine. And the, the only thing we could really do better is to do more of it. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's only so many Instagram posts you're going to make in a day or, or so many ads you're going to put up on, on Facebook or whatever it is. Not to say we're, we're maximizing our potential there. There's definitely more that, that we can and we'll be doing, but there, there is a ceiling on how much of that you're going to do before you're just saturating that that uh, that channel. Mm -hmm. So we thought, okay, we need to expand on the mediums that we're sort of putting ourselves out there. Mm. So the idea of, of the podcast came up and it made a lot of sense right away because we have found ourselves working with so many podcasts like yours. We've worked the last couple of years. We've worked with several different podcasts. It's been super fun. It's great. Like I, I like doing them. I love talking to people. I love chatting about business or if the subject of the podcast is outside of business, we get to have a conversation about, you know, some, some sort of a lifestyle, you know, content or whatever. So it's been something I've been enjoying getting more and more involved in the world of podcasting, as you know, you know, much better than I do is huge and, and getting bigger. Yes. Uh, yes. So, so it, it seemed like a natural direction to sort of look at and, and decide you know, do we have the type of content that we can put out there through that medium? And, and does that make sense? So we realized there's there's not a, not that we've been able to find anyways, and we look pretty in depth. There's not a hot sauce focused podcast on the market that, that, that mm, we have been able to find. Mm. So right away, identified opportunity, or as some would call it luck, you know, mm -hmm. get an opportunity there, we're going to move on it. And also for a long time now, we've recognized that our, our audience, our, our fans, our customers, whatever you want to call them, they they really engage with uh, content that focuses on the people within our company. Myself, Nancy, our team. Whenever yes. we post pictures with a human being in it, lots of engagement. People yeah. love seeing the people. Yeah. And, and it kind of got us thinking, like, there's all these amazing hot sauce companies on the market. Hot sauce is a massive rising business. It's a, it's a force right now in, in the food and business Huge. world. And, and the, the fan base is ever growing. You look at like Hot Ones, yeah, they've got 10 million YouTube subscribers. Yeah. So, and that's just a small example of, of how the popularity of this product in this space and in the world of, of manufacturing is. So um, the idea that there's this huge audience paying so much attention to Hot Sauce, but nobody really knows the story behind these companies and these people yes. and why, why they do it, how they started doing it, what inspired it. So story, there you go, like the story, <laughs> the story that exists from all these amazing brands is, is untold largely. So to me, this was, okay, we have this great uh, sort of like behind the scenes connection and partnership with a lot of these other hot sauce makers. We're all playing in the same sport and much like or unlike a lot of other industries, the, the hot sauce uh, the rivalry in the hot sauce community is not like competitive the way it is in a lot of other industries. Mm. You go to a hot sauce expo, 
and it's all like buddy buddy hey how's it going i love this i love that let me try this let me buy your stuff like there's so much support for for one another from what we've seen of mm. course everybody is competition in a way but if you're a true hot sauce enthusiast and collector collector is the key word there you you buy them all you don't oh, yeah. have one brand that you like if you like nike shoes you're probably not buying reebok shoes yeah. or adidas shoes yeah you're well, as i'm saying that i'm looking at your shoes in the background there <laughs> Nike, Nike, Nike. <laughs> you, become, you become brand loyal to a lot. Hey, of Al, this is a funny story. To, sorry to cut you. I, I think you're going to get kick out of it because we had the president of K-Swiss on and they're doing their whole, you know, resurgence or rebrand and they teamed up. They're the ones that do Gary Vee's shoe, right? So um, uh, Barney Waters, super cool dude. Uh, <laughs> we're doing the interview and I thought before I did it, maybe I should take down... The, the Nike shoes, but hey, the, I, going back to your philosophy, I'm not I'm not changing, I'm not adapting because I got you know yeah. opposing different things. And those small shoe is my son's very first shoe that we ever got him, but he, he doesn't fit awesome. into it anymore. So uh, I can see his eyes as he's talking to me because he's a brand guy. He, he's literally like looking over my shoulder, and yeah. and I'm like I'm waiting for him to say something at some point. It wasn't really till the end where. I be, you know, I said, hey, what can, what can I do for you? You know, because I always ask my guests at the end, hey, if, you know, what can I do for you? I think it's a great question. And he's like, well, the first thing you could do is take down your Nike shoes until the until the until the the founder of Nike comes on your show. I said, yeah, well, we, yeah. I said, well, we did have Joe Foster, which is the founder of Reebok, and and Joe Foster said the same thing. But he says, but it was interesting because Joe Foster said he's like, you know. I might like Reebok because obviously I started Reebok and I'm a, I'm a brand loyalist, but he's like, I love shoes. I'm a shoe yeah. purist, you know, and it kind of yeah. goes back to, to your hot sauce thing where, you know, it, it's that abundant mentality, not scarcity. Yeah. There's enough market right. share to go right. around. Yeah, yeah man. Exactly. There's nothing wrong. Anyway, sorry. So, you know, hot sauce fans, hot sauce collectors, they're, they're buying hot sauce, not one hot sauce for the most part. Mm. I'm sure there's some that are going to, you know, say, no, I eat this and I eat this only whatever that's fine but mm. for the most part it's a it's a community of people with a, with a common goal a common interest and passion and and that's you know the, they're their products their hot sauce so mm. um, the the market is very very friendly to that and there's all so we've made friends i'm saying all that to, to get to the point that we've made we've made friends with a lot of these great hot sauce companies mm. and they all have stories like we do and and i don't know a lot of them and i think a lot of people don't know all of them yes, or, or any of them. So yes. I want to, we want to give people a chance to, to tell their story. I want to learn it. And, and I want to create an opportunity for anybody that's interested in these brands and these products to understand a little bit about them, a little bit about who the people that make them are, because a lot of these companies, mm. even some that I'm very familiar with the brand, I don't know who's behind it. I don't know who yeah. makes them. Yeah. I don't know why is it co-packed? Do they manufacture it? There's so many questions. I want to know yeah. so much about it. Oh, and man. I don't think I'm the only one. So the idea is let's, let's shine a light on the people behind the industry, the people behind the brands. And that's where the, the kind of the concept of the name tied in two feet and feet. the fact that heartbeat is in there is, is a really <laughs> nice with two feet and heartbeat represents it's the person, it's yep. the human element, you know, that's what you got. And, and that's kind of also, it, it ties into the concept of a lot of the conversation is going to be like origin stories. Well, that's how we all start, right? When you, when I started this company or I shouldn't say when I, but when we started this company, um, we didn't have a company, we didn't have a brand, we didn't have a product, mm. we had some goals, some interests, some desire, and then, you know, what we were willing to put into it. Mm. And it's like, 
hit the road and go. So mm. it was it was the heart, the two feet in a heartbeat. It's just it kind of it all just connects. So mm. we want to we want to talk to these people, show showcase the inside of the industry, but also highlight, like I said, the people behind not just you know our business but but other businesses. So, so we are going to throw some lifestyle content in there too. Mm. Um, I have lots of interests. Our team members have lots of different interests. So we're we're not going to shy away from talking to people that are outside of the hot sauce business. Yeah. But there's there's always going to be a connection to hot sauce, whether it's that it's somebody that I like. I have I have a lot of friends who um, who have podcasts. So like I'm going to have some of them on. We're going to talk about the world of podcasting and how mm. a podcast at that point hopefully will have made some changes to our our hot sauce company. So oh. there's always going to be a thread. That ties into hot sauce. You have but, no idea how it's going to impact your com- your your company. I'm telling y'all, if I told you some of the things that happened because of our podcast and our show, I mean, it just it it you know what it did. And I and I'm a brand and marketing person, but I think the one thing that I always um, and I, I think I mentioned this before is that the only thing I I've always not liked about my industry or or what I do is I, I, I never ever could ever, I don't have a product that says Ryan. Like I can't hold my product. My product's right. always been Ryan Holtz marketing and, and what I do and, and branding. And basically the only products I have is the content you see that is tangible. You can see it and you can yeah. hear it. But I, mm-hmm. you know, I've always loved, I've always kind of had a little bit of a physical product envy. However, uh, you know, I don't have the expenses envy of, having a, a facility and all the, the, the problems that can come with having a storefront. The, the overhead. <laughs> I love the fact that essentially I could take this equipment and be on an island in Jamaica and say, hey, Al, you know, let's talk about the Scotch Panays. And I basically could set up shop for what I do anywhere in the world as long as I have an internet connection. I love that. But, you know, it's kind of going back to you is that once the podcast and the show came up, it was almost like, and I think this is going to happen for you guys, even though you're doing social media, I always said, I love social media and yes, I can direct message people and I can, you know, do all that. But I'm like, how do I, how do I put all this together? Like, how do I tell this full story all together? Not just Instagram, not just YouTube, but like full encompassing. And I'm like, you can't do that in 30 second clips. No, you you need conversation. Yeah. And that's where it just, you know, the relationship building, the stories you would get from people, you know, and, and as some of these people I talked to, even you, I'm, I'm getting a masterclass, man. I'm getting people that have years of experience and are operating in their certain uh, industry at the highest levels. And they're, they're, they're wanting to give all their secrets away. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I'm sitting back, like there's no, there's no university that could ever, I could ever pay that would ever give me this kind of uh, masterclass, man, from people that are not theorists. They're operators. They do it. They've done it. They have a proven track record. Like it's huge, man. So for you, yeah, I think that's learning. great. Yeah, there's going to be learning involved. We're going to have conversations that are going to inspire questions, and you know, you ask questions, you get answers. And and if you're if you're smart, you, you take those answers and you learn from them. So there's going to be a lot, a lot of a lot of new education that that you know comes into this business from the people we talk to. Not to say it's going to change, you know, what we're doing or how we're doing it, but there's a deeper knowledge and understanding that there's more to this than just how we do it. So. Mm. That is going to be very valuable, and just showing showing people that much more about what what goes on behind the scenes, like what what all is happening here, who who are we, and, and who are some of the other people that you might love in the hot sauce industry that you just know absolutely nothing about, or why, like you know, I'm sure you may not on on the at the forefront of your conscious think 
like why as you're eating a, a hot sauce let's say like oh like this tastes really good what is that why does it taste like that oh this ingredient is weird why did they use that well you know i want to ask those questions i want to mm. find out the answers to those things and whether it's to solve somebody's uh you know mystery and their curiosity or just fun facts you know having having a a, a reason to to learn about things like that should be fun for people you've and said, we can provide that you've said one of my favorite words that you know and it's our mandate at the show is the word curiosity right one of the other things we always say and we pride ourselves on though is that we create safe spaces to have unsafe conversations because yeah. for us it's you know if i'm going to ask fluff this is why you know and I, and when i started a podcast the one thing i knew right away as i said if I get up here and do this Q&A bullshit where I have all my 30 same uh, pre-scripted questions, this yeah. shit's going to be a dud. This is going to mm-hmm. be so fucking boring and never yeah. showcase my personality. So yeah. I ask some crazy shit. And I love, man, I love when somebody says, you know, Ryan, I'm getting a little emotional right now. And they're like, okay. I'm like, okay. Ooh, you know. No, no, no. You know, I, I, I probably shouldn't say this. <laughs> yeah, what did that's you, a good one. What did yeah, you yeah. say? Say, say, say what? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, tell me, because that's now you're getting into the real DNA of somebody, right? That's the nitty gritty. It's getting, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's a conversation that Nancy and I have been having, uh, sort of internally. Is so we know we know what the concept of the show it, it, we want it to be, but much like you said, you don't want to go into it with with a completely pre-formatted no. template. No. So we're going into the concept of having this podcast without that. Yeah, we're, we're sort of gonna just wing it, and but you so have to, But to, Al, you have to have a goal, and I and I and I'm sorry to interject because here's the no, thing, okay. you need to. The one thing I identified though, because I said, well, yes, I like my freestyle, real talk, all these different things. However, I w- what is my goal? Because there there has to be, you know, like there has to be a goal. So for me, it was always, I really truly, and if you've you know even seen anything with any of my other guests. I'm involved in the conversation. Like I'm actually, yeah. I actually care who I'm talking to. You gotta and, be present. <laughs> yeah, and I always said I want to. Tr- like, if somebody tells me even just one thing about themselves or their story that they've never said to any other interviewer or person or article, then I feel like my job has been done. And I always can tell because interviewers at the end they'll say, or or the guests will say, "Dude, like." I was I fucking enjoyed myself this conversation like this was this was great and for me I always said I want to find out stuff about people that I can't find out on Google because if I like if you go on the hot ones or you go to Joe Rogan you know and and it's like well this person's already talked at length about this particular topic like well if they come to me I'm like well I don't want to just regurgitate what they did on hot ones or or Joe Rogan but I will listen to the interview because maybe like, and I've done this numerous times where I'm like, wait a sec, man, Joe Rowe, he could ask like another kind of thought provoking question. He might even got yeah. more. And I get it. You're, you know, in an interview, you can only do so much in the time that you're allotted with. But sometimes right, but you can tell like, man, if you took that question just even one step deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. You can't be you can't be another stop on the press tour. No. You, have to, you know, you got to bring something new and dynamic. And and that's exactly what I mean when I say we're going to kind of wing it. We have a goal in that our goal is to highlight uh, the, the people, the people yeah. that we're going to talk to, who they are as individuals and, and who they represent, like what the brands they represent, all the rest of that. So that is our goal. But what what my uh, a goal within that is, is to have have a few key points or questions that I want to bring up that mm. will inspire conversation that yeah. I can educate myself through because I want to know 
So some of the guests that, that I have lined up, I, I know about them. I know who they are. I know what they do. But I don't know so much that I don't stand to learn something. So yeah. I'm not going to ask questions that I know the answer from A to Z. I'm going to ask questions that I know enough that I can ask an interesting question. Mm. But I'm going to get a story out of them that mm. I'm going to learn just like anyone listening is going to learn. Mm. And like you said, maybe that person is going to sort of like that story is going to take a direction that it mm. hasn't in the past. Oh, yeah. And you're going to crack through to another level of, of people. Not, not to say we're going to get into like super groundbreaking discussion about you know, life and super heavy in-depth stuff, but maybe it's a very casual, uh, lighthearted subject, but it goes a direction that it, it maybe hasn't before. Maybe it's never really been discussed publicly before, but that's the whole idea is know enough to, to ask questions that are going to inspire interesting conversation. That, that is, that is my ultimate <laughs> goal. And, you know, there's a couple guests that I've, that I've got lined up who I do know very well, yes. like extremely well. And some that I know enough about that, chances are most of what they talk about I'll have some understanding of yeah so the, tr the trick there for me and at this point in my mind is going to be I need to ask questions that will inspire conversation that's going to be enjoyable for the listeners some of that I'm going to know already so I need to balance things that are going to be entertaining for people to hear Correct. and things that are going to educate me things that I don't know yet so finding that that sweet spot uh, in between the two is going to be the biggest challenge that I feel at this point is identifying you know how I can touch on things because you don't want to go into an interview uh, like a complete dummy and no. it's like oh so who are you where are you from what do you do no. like you gotta know a few things yeah. but but I want to be I want to learn I want to be educated and I'm not I'm not scared to ask questions either if, if a subject comes up and that's gonna be something that I, I make a point of doing you know before we start a show with anybody is, is asking them, is there anything you don't want to talk about because I'm not gonna be afraid to ask questions and I don't want to ask a question that is a you know, a bit of a source block for somebody. Al, so don't ever ask that. Don't do it. I'm oh, gonna, no, don't, no, no. I'll, I'm going to give you a firm answer. Why? Number okay. one, Sean Evans does a great job on interviewing people, right? But he's a he's a complete research person. Like he, the guy is researching, 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 oh, yeah. and this is good. But there's also a sweet spot, especially in the podcasting area or you know media, is that. Sometimes being overly researched is it, it can it can work against you because I've had situations in interviews where I, I asked the question so damn sincerely and organically that I could see that person receive the question that okay Ryan's asking from a good place and a sincere place. Of course, there's certain questions, especially if I'm talking to somebody that you know is a celebrity or or does especially if we're on a topic like if I ask and I'll be honest, if I ask somebody who's not black about Black Lives Matter and they're a celebrity, woo, you can see that media training. They click yeah, in because oh yeah. they're like, whoa, okay, I'm, I'm in a red zone. I better watch my words right now because they yeah. might not know me and they might say, hey, this guy's trying to bait me and he wants a sound bite that he can go and post. Right. But if you yeah, know me, I don't, I don't do that kind of crap, right? But mm -hmm. yeah. for you, I used to ask that question when I started podcasting. Is there anything you don't want me to talk about? And a lot of the people would look at me cross-eyed. One guy said to me, I'll never forget this. I won't, I won't say his name. He said, if you ask that question, if you had to ask me that question, I think you got to work on your craft, young buck. Hmm. Interesting. Ah, I was, I was like, and I asked him, I said, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, this is your show. I'm your guest. Do what you want with me. Right. Yeah, fair enough. And I, mean, I kind of was like, yeah. whoa, he was telling me, yo, bro, even if you like, as long as you're not going to offend me, own it, man. Like, I'm here for you today. And he told me that. And I'm like, yo, this guy's, oh, what? Like, I took it. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, right. Yeah. 
Denzel, yeah, no. Denzel Washington training day came in my mind. Okay. All yeah. right. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. oh, also it's like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, I, you know, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But you're I'm just wrong. saying. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Try and it out. Try it not out. <laughs> I think where, I think where my, my mentality on that came from is as somebody who has gone into, you know, countless interviews uh, for various different things, business related as, as a, as a business owner, as, as a business person, you, you have to be very diplomatic, very, mm-hmm. um, very, how, how can I say it? You know, you don't want to, you don't want to step on anybody's toes or offend anybody. And as a, as a business that caters to an audience that is so broad and diverse in terms of, you know, values, political interests, opinions, all the rest, like we make food for human beings. Mm. So like anybody under the sun with whatever view on any subject you can imagine might be one of our customers and supporters. The last thing we want to do is, is upset those people. Yeah. Um, because yeah. we, we say something that doesn't yeah. line up with their values, not to say that, you know, we're going to go on a rant and be like, Oh my God, what just came out of my mouth? That, yeah. I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I'm not that kind of person. Yeah. It's, it's that I don't want to say, Hey, I, this is how I feel about this. And anybody out there that has a very strong opinion that, that is contrary to mine may be like, I'm not going to support that brand anymore because they don't, they don't, their values don't line up with mine. Wow. But at the end of the day, what do political values matter in whose hot sauce you buy? True. What True. my political beliefs and your political yeah, beliefs, yeah, no, they don't have, they don't no. have to come into the, the equation when it's, yeah. when it's the subject is, Hey, this is, this is my product. Do you like it? Great. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to turn you off of it because you're so strong on a subject that I upset you because I don't agree with you. And I firmly believe your opinion is your opinion. It can be whatever it is you want it to be. And some people, you know, unfortunately <laughs> their opinions are, are some that a lot of people would say like, how could you think that? But mm. it's not even that that concerns me. It's more just being, like I said, very diplomatic. So I have gone into interviews and the question has been asked, uh, has been presented to me. Is there anything you don't want to touch on? And there have been a few things I've said I, I don't want to touch on. Some of it because it's, you know, proprietary things that we do within Correct. the company. Correct. I don't want to put out there. Correct. Some of it has been subjects that are just a little bit too controversial and and not that I feel like my position on them is, is wrong or that I should be embarrassed about it. I, mm. I really don't. It's that just because I think my position on something is is justifiable to me mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's gonna be for everybody. And mm. I don't wanna I don't want to upset those people. So my thought is just if I'm going to have a guest come on my show, they're going to take their time to come talk to me. Mm. The last thing I want to do is put them in a position where they feel uncomfortable yes. or, yep. or they end up saying something that they regret. <clears throat> I want to shine the best light I can on my guests. So I completely understand where you're coming from and where whoever told you that is coming from. And I don't disagree. And I'm going to keep that in mind in terms of maybe how I position that question. But this is the art of the interview though. And what you're saying is totally, totally correct. I mean, it's a, it's a different perspective and it's not, you know, I, I don't agree or disagree or even with mine. I think it's there, there's gotta be a level of emotional intelligence uh, that you're, 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 you're observing the person you're talking to. And this is where I think that you have the David Letterman's, the Oprah Winfrey's, some of the most masterful interviewers ever, but you can, here's the thing I think about, so I've played it on both sides because I've felt I've had a couple interviewers that I could tell they almost felt like they maybe even went a little too deep after it was done. You could tell because yeah. they cried, <laughs> you know, they got <laughs> emotional, but yeah, yeah. I, 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 as the interviewer, I don't 
first of all, I never ask anybody about politics for two reasons. Number one, I'm not a politically buff person in that sense. You know, if you ask me specific questions about certain parties and stuff, I, I'm not educated enough to, to really break it down for you. I know it from a from a, a, a consumer level or a, a voter level, but for me, yeah. it, it, it doesn't interest me a lot. I have my own views on it. And I think they're you know that's my view. So asking same, somebody, I, so asking, same reason I don't touch. Yeah, so it. asking asking somebody that I'm like, well, how is this even serving the conversation I'm having right now with you? So I, so I never ever run down that that path. So there's never an issue there. Yeah. I really focus on it. It depends. You might be a lot more technical in your interview where you're like, listen, I'm interviewing people in the hot sauce community. I want to know very technical things about the business. For me, what I, what I found for me, and it kind of took time to get into, I focus a lot on the human. Like I really talk a lot about your story and I feel like people are okay with that because it's like, you you know, I mean, who doesn't it feel good that somebody says, hey, Al, I kind of care about you. I want to know about your story. Tell me about yeah, you, your story. Yeah. Well, like that, that's, that's where we're going to be. That's that, exactly where yeah, we're going to position That ourselves. feeds your ego. Like, hey, Al, yeah. tell me why you're awesome. Ryan, don't yeah. offend me. <laughs> like, yeah, what? Yeah, really? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. but, you know, there's times when I'm you're like, right, right. this person, like, I ask a question. And I'm like, you're trying to dodge my question. And, I, and, I, and I'll be honest about it. I, I feel like I'm like, this person's trying to be a shithead about it. And I'm like, I didn't ask you a bad question, but why are you trying to dodge it? That's the, yeah. the like, and so I come at it and I'll ask, I'll come back and ask it a different way and then I'll get an answer for it. But sure, I feel yeah. like I'm doing a disservice to the person that I'm interviewing and then to my audience who's listening. And so people say, hey, Ron, I love your show because, you know, man, you ask the questions that we're all thinking, but a lot of people won't ask. But it's right. in the way you ask in the time you ask it, right? Because yeah, you can feel sure. in somebody, you know, it's it's an art, man. I love it though. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. And, and I'm going to... You know, I'm gonna have to hone my craft of. of <laughs> I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable talking to people. Hell I'm not, yeah! I'm not, yeah, I'm not scared to talk to people. I'm open. I'm honest. Uh, I'm straightforward. I don't. I don't bullshit. You know, yeah. but uh, I'm gonna have to sort of uh, hone my or learn and then hone my craft on how to read. You know, you can read a room. Well, you got to read a person too. So I, I will. I will develop an instinct for reading a person, the direction they go with, with how they talk about something. And I guess eventually you just realize, okay, based on the answers I've been getting, I'm not going to go down this road because I'm probably not going to get either the answer that I that I hope to get, or I'm going to make this person really uncomfortable, which is not always the goal. So listen, uh, interview the way you made your sauce. You ever went on a roller coaster, Al? Here's my analogy for heartbeat, and I'm not a part of the company. Okay, you rode a roller coaster. Right when it's too much, drop down. Ooh, yeah. because people you take them on that climb and then they're like whoa i can barely holy and then you can sense it and then you're like don't yeah. worry don't worry let's get some blueberry on there you're all good Ooh. yeah, yeah then yeah. You, you filter into the conversation Woo. keep them keep grounded yeah like, and if you notice like 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 when you watch people in an interview or in even yourself like after this think about it like did you go up for a climax? Did you get brought back down? Did you go up for a climax? Did you get brought back? Like greatest, yeah. the greatest interviewers in the world, they, they know how to, to do that. And it's like, you can tell when somebody's like, yeah, they're getting uncomfortable. And then you just, boom, yeah. you bring it down. You're like, so what'd you have for breakfast, Al? You're like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, I was, uh, I like my salary and my peanut butter. You're like, oh, that's awesome. You almost forget what happened. And then we start the, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. And you know, thinking about, <laughs> thinking about uh, listening to different, very accomplished interviewers, talk to people some of 
I mean, the people that I would think of as some of the best interviewers are often the ones that they do ask the hard hitting questions and, and they want to crack into people's, you know, uh, discomfort a little bit. So there is definitely something to say for that. And there's a place for that. So I will find a, a happy, a happy ground that touches on that a little bit, but also keeps it friendly. You know what I'm holding here right now, Al? You know what the word is? It's not hot sauce. It's seduction. How is somebody going to fucking give you their money if you do not make them feel good in some sort of uh, way or product? If this shit tastes like shit, I'm not giving you no money for it. But then so you're taking me up on my little roller coaster and then you're delivering it to me in a package that I like. And then you're you're building the relationship, which is the seduction. So when we interview to me, I feel like, well, it's seduction. You're when somebody's sitting there, it's like, you know. People will tell you immediately when they do not want to talk to you anymore in that interview and they won't yeah. walk off because they don't want to be rude. But what they sure. will do is they'll say body language just starts going. The, the best thing I love, you start seeing somebody looking down the phone. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're done. If somebody yeah, starts doing sure. that, you've lost them. It's over. And yeah. so the great interviewers is, is, is a seduction, right? You guys, like I talk to you so much and I'm like, I, I can't even call you. For a simple thing and we don't have like a, a 20 minute conversation like i don't think you and i've yeah. ever had a 30 second phone call right and no so, i don't think so either and so to me you know when i have interactions with people i always think about i'm like well why is that one so intrinsic and then that one's not and and I, yeah you got this question on me on the podcast in the interview because i think i'm so passionate about it because it's figuring out somebody's story for you i mean that's that's huge man even for you guys like it's it's such a fabric of your dna oh big time and it's going to be such a big focus of that and i think that's partly where my hesitation is a little bit on getting onto subjects that might be whether it's controversial for for the public or for the individual the 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 goal is is the storytelling and and letting getting people to open up about things and you know i don't want people to start shutting down on me because i'm I'm getting into something that is is a little bit touchy for them, so I'm gonna have to feel it out. It's it's like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to figure out what the direction is gonna be, and then and then kind of hone it and go from there. And I think you're gonna crush I, I'm it. Gonna learn. I think you're gonna crush it, though. Honestly, well, thanks, man. I, I appreciate that, and and I know, like with everything that I start, I love being a student. I love learning, and uh, anytime I I take something new on, I immerse myself in it. My I, I feel like people probably laugh at me sometimes because I'll. I'll find a new interest and I dive into it so in depth uh, that people are probably like, okay, buddy, like you just took an interest in this and all of a sudden you have, you have all the gear, you have to do everything. Like, you know, you, it's like, I love well, it. you know, I like, I, 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 I'm anything I want to do is because I'm genuinely interested in doing it. And if, yeah. if my interest is genuine, the interest goes beyond just, you know, starting out, starting, I want to, I want to jump into it. I want to dive into it. So Say what you will about it, but I, I tend to I tend to just dive in head first and just really go for it. You so, take action though. You take action. You know, it's like people that take these online courses, and I'm like, if you're trying to take an online course because you want to learn something cool, but I tell everybody, I'm like, when you learn something, immediately go out and put it into the field. Immediately put it into action. 
right? Because, yeah. you know, people, be, like, they become these professional students and it it, it, it it takes them away from that. That's the first thing yeah. I noticed about you. That's why, you know, like, I'm looking at your gear and I, when I talk to you on the phone, you're like, oh, man, hey, we just ordered stuff. Everything's on the way. Then I, I hop up. I'm like, you got your thing ready to go, man. I'm like, it's it's great. Yeah. It's, uh, that's just how I roll. I mean, if I'm going to get into something, I'm going to, I'm going to get into it as deep as I can and, and learn as I go. I like to educate myself and, and get an understanding. Like if I, if I buy some sort of a new product, I'm that guy that sits there and I read every page of the manual. I want to understand every function, every button, every feature. That's just how I am. And the way I approach a new, uh, a new subject is no different than a new product. I want to, I want to understand, like I've spent countless hours watching and listening to podcasts with a different perspective than just what's the content it's what's the dynamic what's the technical side of it how does how does the camera look how does the microphone look how does the mm. conversation flow what are they using like i want to i want to have a deep understanding of and this is before i've even started and i'm just mm. trying to i, I want to be the best at something i can be even before i start so that mm. i can almost hit the ground running and you know that that might not always be the best approach to certain things i think you should go into certain things and just be open to, to adapting and learning to do it the way it needs to be done. But I kind of like to go into something with, with at least a good solid foundation of, of understanding of, of what I'm about to start and then, and then learn from there. Not to say I go into something and I feel like I've mastered it. I'm going to go into my first episode like a deer in the headlights and, and be like, <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, what are we doing? Uh, hopefully I don't pull a, a Ricky Bobby and like, I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, it's going to be... <laughs> It's, it's good. It might be weird. It might be awkward. I don't know. So I'm not going in feeling like I'm, I'm I've already mastered the art or anything, but I'm trying to go into it with a, with a good understanding of what I need to know and what I need to understand uh, before I, I jump in with, with any sort of predetermined notion of like, this is what's going to happen and this is how it's going to go. So all that to say, uh, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to roll with the punches and just uh, decide what this is going to look like long-term as, as I, as I go and, and figure out what that dynamic looks like. It's 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 never ending. I mean, we're on our episode 130 something now, and it, I can tell you right now that it's it's learning. I mean, I just even now I it's learning. It's you know how do you wrap up these clips? You know, I I you know when we have these long conversations like I do with you, it's you know how are you pulling all these things out? What was said that was the nuggets yeah. that you feel? But then it's also staying true to kind of your goal and your purpose of your show in the in the in the offset. You know, there's there's no there's no right or wrong. You know, why do I go back to Joe Rogan only because he's he's one of I just feel like from the time he was you know episode one uh, until where he is now, he's just mm-hmm. been Joe Rogan and yeah he yeah, has these. Absolutely. I'm like, how can you have these four hour conversations and people are are doing a ninety percent uh, listen through rate? Yeah, like you know, <laughs> my my opinion on that honestly is and. I know not everybody loves Joe Rogan, so I, yeah. I'm not going to say he's, he's the best podcaster in the world or anything. But what what I like about that show is he is not scared to make it very obvious that he doesn't know something. Yeah. He will ask he will ask questions, and you can even see it in his face. He asks a question, and he listens, and you can tell he's hearing things for the first time. Mm. He doesn't pretend to have an understanding. Like you and I can talk about business, and we could talk about it from from two different perspectives. One could be, we're two business guys, we're gonna have a conversation and, and show that we're business guys, or one or both of us could could be like, hey, uh, question whatever, and then it's like, oh, tell me, I don't know, I wanna learn. Yeah. So I think a lot of interviewers and guests might enter into that dynamic and feel like they both have to represent themselves as uh, an informed party on that subject. Mm. Whereas I feel like he, 
is not scared to sound honestly sometimes kind of stupid and and say like hey like this, what's up with that tell me about this and it might be a you know like you mentioned you you weren't shy to mention that you're not overly educated in politics nor no, am i no, and, and no. so if i had somebody on that was like very politically connected i would feel like i have to ask questions and be completely honest and say look i don't understand how this works like tell me about this and and that's what's real about it and that's why people can listen to a four-hour conversation and come away from that feeling like they just learned a, a, a shitload of new things because it's, it's genuine questions. This is this is fire, man. I'm telling you, there was a, a specific guest I had on, and I and I opened up and I you know introduced him, and I said, hey, what we're about to talk about today, I just want to let you know I know nothing about. You know his reaction was, oh, oh wow. It was, yeah. And he wanted to give me like a, like a, just a an hour, you know, speed cycle lesson in what it was. And he said at the end, he's yeah. like, I really enjoyed myself because it was, you know, and somebody had said, Ryan, when you're honest, you're going to get a level of interview from that person that is yeah. just the best. You know, I just had, we just had Manjeet Minhas, which is when the Dragon's Den's on. And she's mm -hmm. had a ton of success. And I was talking about branding and marketing. You know what she was doing? She's like, hold on, Ryan, one sec. She grabs her, her her notepad. She's like, can you repeat what you just said? <laughs> she starts writing some amazing. notes. Yeah, amazing. I mean, this is somebody who's had uber success. Yeah, and yeah. what stood out for, and I said, Manjeet, like, I love the fact that you're willing to learn. She's like, I've made, a, I've made a, a an empire on being a professional learner. Oh yeah. The day you stop learning, oh. you're done. The road is going down. You're, you're, never, you're never done learning. You're never the best at what you do. Uh, that's just, I don't know, that's, that's what I feel anyway. So anyway, that's, that's where I feel like the, <laughs> that's where I feel like the genuine conversation is going to happen is someone yeah. that is not scared to ask a question <laughs> that they don't know the answer to and learn about it. And, and don't try and pretend that you're not learning about it on the spot. If you're, if you're like, Oh, what's your opinion on this? And you sit there and you listen and you're like, mm, yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, you know, all the answers. Like, yeah. No, no, no. Like, Hey, I don't know shit about this. Because <laughs> I want to learn. I want to hear yeah. about it. And yeah. then that, that is also what's going to inspire thought-provoking questions. If, if you're learning about something for the first time, it's going to be like, whoa, hold on. Elaborate on that a little bit. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Why does that happen? Mm -hmm. What's the deal with that? That's what I'm hoping that is going to happen. I'm going to talk to people, get the stories, and, and latch on to some, some facts here and there that I don't understand and I want to know more about. And then that's going to inspire you know, natural questions, which will keep a nice flow to the conversation. So we'll see if that happens or not. Uh, hopefully very soon. I'm going to find out. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to wrap up here. We've, uh, we've talked probably double the time we were supposed to talk as always. I, I don't know how we do it, but it, it course, gets man. done. Far for the course. And I, it's so funny too. Cause I always laugh. I'm like, man, you know, half of these, everybody now, because of COVID, I'm like, I haven't even met uh, half of these people in person, you know, like, yeah, and, I'm just, <laughs> and I'm like, it, it, it takes me back to like being single where it's like, you're doing speed date or some sort of virtual date. I'm like, I haven't even, yeah. You know, you used to break bread and have dinner or lunch or something with somebody. But uh, no, this has been this has been excellent. I think your podcast will do great. You know, the first thing I noticed about you, man, off the first uh, call was how intrinsically how how dedicated you are to a conversation. Right. And I think people in your circle would probably agree. Nancy probably married you, partnered with you. That was probably one of the things she says. Al's an amazing communicator because. You know, most people, Try you know, they, they ask questions and they fluff off sometimes. They, you, you know, you can always tell when somebody asks you a question, they don't really care to hear the yeah. answer. Um, they're going through the motions. You don't do that. Like you're, you're, you're in the, in the, in the moment. I, and, and, and I'm sorry, I think in business, uh, soft skills are undervalued. 
I think soft skills are undervalued. And I think people who show up to business with soft skills, I think, I think it put, I think it gives them an edge. I do because if you're in business and you know this, I don't care what business you're in. You're in the people business. You got to, I don't care yeah. what business you own. You, you're going to have to deal with people, supply, you know, whole, whatever, yeah, of right? Course. Of course. We're, we're all business for the most part here. You're in the human business at the same time. So. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, Let's wrap it up. Uh, where can everybody find you, Al? I'll put all the stuff in there. This is very exciting. I'm very happy to to partner with you guys on these. I we're gonna put out some fire content. You guys got a lot of things going on, on your end and and vice versa. Yeah, but how sure. can people find out? Have you launched? Is there? Do you want them to go to your podcast yet, or you you guys are still in? It's, the... So we haven't we haven't officially launched. We've we've announced it, okay. but there's gonna be there's gonna be more information coming very soon. We're gonna sort of. Uh, build up a little bit, uh, try and educate people a little bit on, on what they're going to be tuning into. Hopefully, so we will be. We're going to be. Uh, we're going to be starting up a YouTube channel. The podcast will be. You know, have a heavy presence on the YouTube channel. Um, so you know, information on that's going to be coming soon. The, the podcast will be available on all the you know your standard sort of podcast yep. uh, channels, whatever you want to call it. Yep. But we're gonna, we're going to be promoting it heavily as we get a little bit closer to launching. We don't have a we don't have a hard date yet that we know we're going to launch, but shooting for and i don't want to i don't want to eat my words so i'm i'm taking a risk putting this out there but we're shooting for may i'm hoping by the end of this month i can get a few a few episodes recorded and then start dropping them in may uh, so leading up to that we're going to start you know teasing a little bit online get get people interested hopefully we can uh, give people a little taste of what they might be in for and and get some people excited to, to tune in and then hopefully they they keep coming back so i'm going to i'm going to share all that information as it comes I know we'll be talking again before too long. So any any updates that happen that are you know uh, you know hard hard uh, you know ways to promote uh, this direction or that, I'll, I'll share all that stuff. But for now, I'd say just uh, you know keep tuned into the social media, and we'll be sharing details as they come up. And two feet in the heartbeat, uh, you know, please please visit uh, heartbeathotsauce.com. Type in Team Holds, twenty percent off all these beautiful products. Uh, I'm gonna call them seduction. Uh, but no, there's different flavors. Uh, people love your sauce. You know, I, I love seeing your guys' stories on Instagram because you got people from all over basically showcasing your sauce and whatever they're putting it on. Um, Al uh, put in a fire recipe uh, of, of one of the sauces, which I'm going to include in. Um, and, and everybody, you know, as, as you've been listening to the show, we, we always... Uh, appreciate your support and I end off all the the shows by saying thank you because without our viewers and our and our audience and you this would not be possible uh please check out heartbeat hot sauce on all socials Al's got some very cool things happening we have a trilogy with uh with uh with uh with Mr Mr Poye and in his hot sauce and Connor McGregor so I'm looking forward to that hopefully hopefully there'll be some in-person opportunities in Vegas, uh, we'll keep our you know fingers crossed, but safety yeah. first. Uh, and if yeah. any, if you've not smashed the five star uh, review for 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 our podcast, please do so. And again, this will be available on youtubecom Holtz. And remember, curiosity should always be your mandate. Al, always a pleasure, man. Thank <laughs> you, my man. <laughs>